previously on Martini Time. There's also something in Japanese culture that's very strong, or you know, is 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 the sense of shame. If you haven't、yeah. done anything right, you're there's shame. The, Americans don't have a sense of shame. We have no shame at all. Well,、uh, well, <laughs> we, we have. <laughs> Wait a minute. We clearly, clearly, we certainly love we love shame, and we use shame to control everybody that we can. But well, like, we shame other people, yeah, but we, we have no self shame. We, we have no self shame. <laughs> Yes, no,、exactly. we will shame. We will shame、yeah. anyone else, yeah, but we、absolutely. we have never. We are never to blame for anything that's gone on. We agree Wait, exactly. Second, we should we should really do a whole with Twitch because you love the cry during movies. We got to pick the ones that make you cry the most. Yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. god! Let's, do, a, let's choose Manchester by the Sea. That would be good. Oh my like god! Like a Dan yeah, yeah. cam, and it's just on his eyes. Yeah. We just kind of wait. Wait, it's coming! It's coming! It's coming! It's coming! Maybe、yeah, we attach sensors to his like lower eyelid to just see、sensors. how the moisture、yeah. meter. Like I have a moisture <laughs> meter. <laughs> Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number fifty-two, which is Toby Hooper's nineteen seventy-four classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, the classic version of、uh, of this film. The film that really sort of defined the beginning of a genre of horror films that went from there. Very, very important film in terms of the horror genre, and a really cool thing, and a perfect thing for our Halloween special. This is available, of course, on the Criterion Channel. As you can imagine, we are big fans of the Criterion Channel. They do not endorse us; we have no stake in it. We just love the content that they put out there because it's very much Martini Giant friendly, shall we say?、Uh, anyway, very excited about this film, and we want to talk about it. And for our Halloween special, not only is it our Halloween special, but it is also the first episode where we actually recorded it live on Twitch. Yes, live on Twitch. So if you'd like to follow us on Twitch, go to twitch.tv/martini_giant. That is twitch.tv/martini_giant. Make sure and subscribe there because then you will get notifications when we go live and we do podcasts. And you will notice, and we definitely see it here on this podcast. We have a lot of people that join us and talk about talk and chat with us during our podcast. So we interact with our audience, and we could interact with you as well. It'll be a lot of fun to have you guys on. Normally, we do them on Saturdays, but、uh, because Saturday is going to be Halloween, we're going to do it on Friday. So October thirtieth, we will be doing it at four p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and we'll be doing a Twitch then, so you can go check us out. And that is going to be all the presidents, men, and idiocracy. We figured just before the election, might as well do that. See how things go. So again, that is this Friday, October thirtieth, at four p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All the presidents, men, and idiocracy, and you will find us on Twitch as at twitch.tv/martini_giant. Looking forward to seeing you there. But for now. Enjoy the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Actual squadcast as well. This, yes. Okay. So this is official. Here it is. <laughs> this is it. We're we're recording the squadcast. We've gone live on Twitch. This is our first time kicking this off. This is great. And、uh, and here we go. Look at that, Raleigh. This- Can I、uh, first compliment Eric on the sick layout for this thing? This looks amazing. <laughs> I know, right? Great. I'm so excited. I love it. Uh, I love it.、Uh, for everyone who's listening,、out. please join us when we record these things. Be just because this looks great. Yeah,、uh, it has a little tonight show, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen seventy-four. This is so cool. Yeah, this、it. is、nice、this job, is、uh, this is cool, and I think this is going to work. All right,、uh, now I'm going to minimize this. So I'm.、Uh, we have five followers.、Not. Nice.、Oh, this is great. Nice job, followers. We're excited. <laughs> five viewers. 
Right, hey, Chris, here's a technical question. Do I turn off the Squadcast or keep that on? No, you have to keep that on. That's how I'm recording this audio, and that's how I'm getting your video. Um, should I transcribe everything? Trans? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so, Chris, I, I have a stenographer here. But oh, well, my sure? youngest son is going to do it. But hold on. That's I don't not... want to pay you. Hold on one second. I don't want to pay you. I understand. It. Chris, you asked me to get a stenographer. I did. <laughs> I did. Rebecca, <laughs> please, one moment. Hold on. Okay, then if we don't need a stenographer. This is Twitch 1433. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. Dave 3D Guy is on. Hello, nice. Dave 3D Guy. Right on, right that's on. Awesome. Uh, that's really cool. Hey, I got to tell you guys a story. I think I told, I might have texted to you guys, but I'll tell it to our, uh, our, our, our Twitch audience as well as uh, our podcasters. So, as you guys know, I always constantly. Uh, without without uh, uh, fail, mention fly fishing all the time on every podcast. <laughs> that oh, I'm I, on. I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, I was fly fishing in uh, uh, Malibu, uh, and uh, it was getting a little crowded. So I moved out to the, on the edge of the beach where there was less people, trying to find a, a good place. And then these two surfers walk by, and they walk by me very slowly. One guy turns around, looks at me, keeps walking. Then the two turn around and comes right back towards me, and he goes, "Excuse me, are you Chris Nichols of CG Garage and Martini Giant?" <laughs> That's great. <laughs> says, we are always, huge in the fishing community. He said, we, oh, it's I, no, no, "The surfers," because he says, "I always hear you talking about fly fishing," and so I figured, well, he's fly fishing. And he kind of looks like that guy, so maybe it's him. <laughs> you have created a crossover that has never existed before. Nope. The, the nope. Fly Fisherman um, uh, Deep Movie Talk four-hour podcast. Like that Venn diagram has a razor-thin intersection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. And you met him. <laughs> I dare. I am there. It's pretty cool. Wow, look. We got eight followers. Nice. Look at that. Sorry. Nice. Hello, right. everybody. I wish uh, I could see the names of the people that are following us, but maybe I can't nine followers what the hell i know hey look who it is it's bernie from berlin hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hello nice. hello everybody uh, oh no i'm about to go to bed and the notification sorry bernie so for everyone who's listening to this as the regular podcast uh, we have just joined twitch and we're now twitch recording this and looking at the stream uh we promise the entire thing will not be us re reacting to how amazing this looks but this is our first time and we're super excited about it and eric's done some great graphics <laughs> yeah we are here to talk about today uh the texas chainsaw massacre Yes, we are. And yes, uh, yes, Bertrand, uh, it is being recorded. So we will be able to st stick around until you get too tired and then you can take off after that. But <laughs> yeah, but please feel free, free to uh, uh, throw things in the chat window and we will respond to them. We'll catch them. Yes. So let's, uh, let's, let's a little, little preface about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and why we decided to use this uh, podcast. One is we were cutting it close with Halloween going on that we had to do a Halloween horror film of some kind last year, which was our first Halloween uh, for Martini Giant, right? Right. Uh, we decided to pick each one of uh, our three favorite horror films uh, or film horror films that we thought would be good. And we did Pin, Don't Look Now, and Audition. Audition, yeah. Uh, which was pretty good. Uh, uh, this year... We all got very excited uh, by the Criterion Channel collection of 70s horror films. And it was way too much to cover all of them because I think there's like 25 or something films in there. Yes. Uh, 
And uh, we decided to pick one as the title of this, and we'll talk about all kinds of horror films, but a very important horror film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, directed by Toby um, Hooper, Toby Hooper. Hooper. Yep. who also, we did another film of his called Poltergeist. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, he is a, he's made some great, uh, really like impactful pictures to the horror genre. Uh, and, yeah. uh, but he's also made some bad movies and uh, some plunkers. And so a lot of people started to doubt whether or not he directed Poltergeist uh, because of Spielberg's sort of interaction with him on the set and right. uh, a very Spielberg-y film. I, I always uh, thought it was Spielberg until I was like, oh, it's not Spielberg. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like I, I really <laughs> encourage folks to go back and take a look, especially at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you can you know see what? that this guy is a great director. Like it's a like this is as cutting edge, no pun intended, as you can as you can get. <laughs> And like Spielberg added a little bit of gloss, but there's all that same energy is uh, is totally on on display here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I first of the other thing I really love about Criterion Channel is that they do a pretty darn good job of keeping the quality high on the stream for a 1974 film. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome, and you, you can, can see every it, bit of blobby grain that was originally. Yeah, it's like meatballs reported, on the screen yeah. <laughs> because the grain was right. the grain is so thick on the, oh, especially the zoom shot. Oh yeah, in Alaska, it's like pointillism. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> totally amazing. It's like a digger. <laughs> exactly. It's like that scene in Ferris Bueller when they're at the uh, at the museum. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's it is gorgeous. Now, the the, uh, the prints for all these movies are pretty great. I'm actually through about half of the collection right now. Yeah, and, I I gotta uh, do that. There's some beautiful ones there. Oh, it's yeah. epic! It's epic! Yeah, and so like uh, I just want to I want to hit some highlights on that. Like, just list wise, can I call out some? You can call I'm going to try to get myself a little more comfortable since we're going to be here yeah, for three hours. One Keep going. I wanted to ask you about too about that missing girl from '71. Missing girl. The missing so-and-so, girl. So and so is missing, or the um... oh, uh, who scared Jessica to death? Let's scare Jessica to death. Yes, yeah, that I haven't yeah. seen, and I want to see that. Yeah, oh, it's that good. Was, that's good. a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's it's very weird, and like I think with the the overall on these movies is like you have to sort of be flexible about like acting levels, and mm. uh, and sometimes the the production quality is extremely extremely low. Um, but like this stuff is so like, it's visceral in a way that you literally don't see at all anymore. And, uh, like all the horror movies that, I mean, there's a lot of great horror movies that have been made in the past you know, few years. Uh, there's definitely a bit of a resurgence going on, but it's like, there's something about these movies that really feels like upsettingly real and sort of, you know, uh, like you shouldn't be watching it. And, uh, and let's scare Jessica to death is a really good example of that where the acting is not, not tip top. Um, but the uh, the dedication feels like you're watching a documentary about people that are trying to make a movie, and it's still people are going to end up getting killed anyway. Mm. Uh, and it's very very upsetting. So yeah, that's a great one. Um, like the stuff I'm, I'm going through the stuff that I had not yet seen. I hadn't seen uh, um, uh, Joan Crawford in Trog, which is a British movie. It's the last movie that Joan Crawford made, and uh, it's genuinely terrible and really awkward. <laughs> Um, in a completely hilarious way. And what's really great, I just want to suggest this right off the top, is like this movie is about Joan Crawford as a as a scientist of some sort who has who is studying a caveman who has been discovered living under Britain. 
right? <laughs> and she's basically spending the movie trying to raise the caveman like it's a baby. And uh, uh, if anyone knows anything about Joan Crawford's personal history, uh, or has seen the movie Mommy Dearest, like this oh, is right, an awesome story. This is like if Mommy Dearest were directed by, uh, uh, you know, Ed Wood. <laughs> and written by Joan Crawford, like it's a really positive view of terrible parenting. Uh, I think that, that people should definitely say if you're going to watch Trug, does not hold up. Oh, it's but terrible! It, it's it, also the terrible. Whole movie is like Vaseline on the lens. Oh yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's like that mo- the movie. It's the movie version of Mommy Dearest is like is so uh, is like a TV movie seventies. It's like schlocky. the Love Boat. Like yeah, a really it's a good episode of the Love Boat. And right. so it, it pairs really well with Trog. Because they're both about the same level of production, uh, and they're both totally committed to like they feel like they're making a great movie, and what you're watching could never be great in the slightest. Was there any Pepsi product placement in the movie? They try, they try their best. Because <laughs> she was on the board of Pepsi, wasn't she? Yeah, Joan Crawford was. Joan Crawford, yeah. yeah. Because right. yeah, her yeah. husband, she married a wealthy guy, and then he had a heart attack, so she assumed his role on the board. Oh, that's a good deal. Hmm. And was a real pain in the ass, apparently. I wonder if you could work that out with like alum. (laughs) What's this? (laughs) Worked. Still want like alum. I think local Martini Giant could become the uh, co-owners of Lock Alum if we uh, right on the board, right on the board of Lock Alum. Yeah, and then the first like fishing, uh, uh, (laughs) canned coffee podcast about movies. (laughs) Yep, on the fly. On the fly, look oh, at that! Wow. I already got one. That's well. That's a that's a that's a hashtag that you use uh, for fly fishing. When you, when you catch something on a fly, you call it on on the fly. On D A F L Y. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, so this uh, this list uh, I'm going to throw out there. Uh, Daughters of Darkness is really yep. uh, really freaky. Um, Sisters. Uh, Daughters of Darkness, actually. Sorry, yeah. but then there's this. What is oh, the in, the, in the movie Sisters. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sisters, Sisters is terrific. That's a yes. Brian De Palma movie. Brian De Palma. Uh, it is bananas. That movie crazy. is crazy, crazy. Yep. And if you're a, uh, uh, a a fan of uh, the original Superman movie, uh, yes. the woman who it's plays Lois Lane in that is, yep. plays the central character of Sisters, and she Karen is, Black. No, uh, no, Karen. No. Uh, oh, she I'm just died. Karen too. Like, no. I'm gonna get it for you right now. It is. She died. Uh, like two years. Oh, it's ago so embarrassing. I can't get it. But it's the Margot Kidder. Yeah, Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. Yeah, she was terrific. Yep. And uh, that movie gets. <laughs> Jason movie, said Margot. 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 Uh, the chat line. <laughs> well, you got to remember. You got to keep watching the chat line. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, and then Bachon was basically telling us that um, uh, he likes our latencies. Actually, we fixed our latency. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, it's much. Uh, this since I have a modern actual setup. Uh, right. and, uh, and no, you're not recording from the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever I was doing before, I was recording on a wax cylinder and then sending it in and seeing if Chris could time it out. The uh, <laughs> this is much much better. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've you've hardlined your internet and then uh, yeah, we've gone from there. That's pretty good. Uh, but I also want to throw out there one I had never even heard of a Marlon Brando movie called The Nightcomers, Ooh. which is a prequel. To uh, if anyone's watching on Netflix, the Street house is our uh, close, <laughs> very close. Um, uh, 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 Haunting of Blind Manor. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's a, or a, a prequel to The Turn of the Screw, and it's a really weird, weird movie. Like it's like dirty, strange. 
Marlon Brando getting experimental, and it's like, yeah, it's awkward, but I, I kind of loved it. Um, and yeah, so Sisters, Images by Robert Altman, Don't Look Now is obviously great. Wicker Man, uh, Coma, we were talking about doing comas on this list, and right. a couple of um, David Cronenberg movies that are crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's really, really a great, it's one of Criterion's best uh, and biggest collections. They do some nice, nice ones. Mm. Super yeah. good. Have you guys seen It's Alive? Yes. Uh, wait, that's with the baby, right? The, the yeah, mutant seen... baby? I had never yeah. seen this one. It's awesome. That is like the... That is like... Oh, and then Jason's saying when he thinks of... Uh, of uh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. streaming, Nancy. <laughs> right on. Um, uh, uh, Jason's saying that when you think of Margot Kidder, I was... Uh, oh, Black Christmas, because yeah. Of, yeah, and that's on there, too. Yep, Black Christmas is on there. Uh, and it's a lot of trauma. traumatized me because I was too damn young. I am right. too damn young to see that movie. It freaked me out, dude. Yeah, like, it's alive is, is pretty messed up. Yeah, that is it. And it's and it's so it's such a um how can I say this? Uh like you expect it to be a much, much worse movie than it is. Like right. given the setup, it's like mutant baby attacks people. Yeah, it's like right. Jaws with a baby. Um but there's a weird <laughs> there's a weird level of uh, uh acting quality to this movie mm-hmm. and uh, dedication to being really upsetting. Uh, to a lot that, of these movies. It's freaky. It's like the birth scene in the beginning is like you think it's gonna be schlocky and it ends up being like nightmare. And I was really, really psyched. Like this is great, uh, great stuff. What was the other one? It's alive was <sighs> Pumpkinhead was another oh, one. Oh Pumpkinhead, yeah. Yeah. We it's, follow not uh, Lance uh, Henriksen. Rick on Baker Twitter. did good. Yes. Rick yes. Baker did Oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm... Uh, thank you. Jason's very active. I like Jason chatting with us. Uh, what was I going to uh, – uh, there was another one on that list. I can't pull up too much because I'm streaming and I don't sure. want to strain my thing, my computer. So you guys are going to have to be all doing all the search. Uh, but yeah, Considering the fact that I'm I'm streaming, recording my podca- uh, podcast and getting all of this stuff hooked up through my laptop, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. This laptop is around. a little hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's doing okay. Yeah, I have my um, my phone is my webcam because there are no webcams in the world. No, the web, but that's the not webcam a bad mines solution. are closed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's leaning up against my screen directly, and so it's uh, it's heating up as I like like the last time we did this, it came really close to shutting off because it got too hot. Right. So, I'll try to keep that from happening. Um, Just... But I would like to ask: Has anyone in the stream seen any of the following movies that I have not seen? which are on the Criterion list, which are um, uh, Death Dream, uh, The Witch Who Came From the Sea, and what was the last one? There's one other one. Uh, Season of the Witch by George Romero. I have not seen this one. Oh, that one sounds pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'm really looking for it. Like, they, have, they have knocked that out of the park with these selections. And like I know that Death Dream is sort of like a Vietnam War parable, and everyone tells me it's great. Um, but this stuff has been incredibly hard to find up until now. And I think that Criterion is finally getting to the level of um, of what Filmstruck was. Like Filmstruck, you know, you know, there was a long stretch of this podcast when we were like, when I, me in particular, was like bemoaning the loss of Filmstruck. Like there's a there's a, a morning sequence of every podcast when I would talk about the loss of Filmstruck. Um, I believe the Criterion has finally come back up to speed on its on its on, on its offerings. Right. 
but yeah, so here we are, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm super excited about this. Yeah, so let's let's do that. Let's talk about this Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, 1974. What was going on around that time? Something like some kind of a war. Oh, war! <laughs> some kind of disastrous presidency. Uh, yeah, I'll have some stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Stressful uh, time for America. Stressful time for America. Uh, and, uh, you know, what's interesting is that I was watching this and I was like, I used to live in Texas and, uh, there's a lot of it that still looks like that. <laughs> yeah. It's bleak, dude. This movie. Is it bleak? I don't know if it's bleak. Well, it's not bleak in like the, sh like when you think of. It's like, bleak because the music makes it bleak and everything else, but you know, no, it's, it's, kinda... it's like, I guess I mean like bleak, like it's lonely. Like it's a weird, lonely experience watching this movie. Like they make it creepy. Um, but like, yeah. it's a desolate section of Texas they're shooting in and, well, uh, yeah. and it it's really like feels Austin, like, looks like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's outside of, yeah, well, any direction outside of Austin and it's about the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's like definitely that's, in the hill country somewhere. Yeah. It has, yeah. A, like, it doesn't have like a, a it doesn't have Probably like closer a, closer to uh, San Antonio or Corpus Christi could be a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't, um, it doesn't feel depressing per se. It just feels mm -hmm. like, like, uh, after humanity existed in a way <laughs> like the, it feels right. really, really unformed. Um, and all the houses that they show and stuff are really are pretty ramshackle and, uh, and overgrown. There's lots of like, there's lots of technology that's overcome by weeds and all that kind of stuff. Right. There was a, uh, what's it called? Um, someone, no, uh, the narrator at the beginning is, a, is actually a famous actor. Was it like one of his first little things that he did? Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know this. Look it up. Look it up. I saw okay. it. I, okay. Um, that was pretty interesting. I saw that. It's uh, oh, it's Sean Larroquette. No kidding. Sean Larroquette. Yeah, that's funny. Really? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. yeah. Yeah. I like that guy. I saw him do a reading War of the Worlds a few years ago. That was pretty good. Um. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I love the opening crawl because it's. Uh, like it's so sincere, right? Mm -hmm. And like, uh, like the, this terrible thing that happened to these awful, these, and like it's so like it has so much sort of emotional weight to it. And like right. it reminded me of uh, the way that Fargo opens, mm -hmm. uh, where it's like this true story that you're about to see, and like has this very very serious tone. And right. then you immediately get into a a movie that feels much different than that. Like the first third of this movie is almost kind of goofy. Yeah, I realized no, it, it's at least end, almost halfway they? through before anything really bad happens. Really goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, goes crazy. But yeah. they—I uh, was reading in one of the articles that basically that was something the distributor wanted. Oh, the opener, the opening crawl. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which yeah. to me, it it makes sense because they felt like if you make it like a, not a war of worlds, but give that kind of, it happened or almost right. that explanation. It gives it an edge. I think that would hold it together. And I think right. the distributor asked for that. Right. 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 Well, they were onto something because like, that is definitely like, it's like I was saying before, it's like the quality of the movie is like, it's almost like you're watching a, like it has a very documentary feel in a strange way. Like everything seems sort of artificial and, and and you know like the acting's a little fakey fake, but there's a naturalism. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, yeah. when was when was Easy Rider? That's uh, sixty-eight. I want to say. Okay, so no, 69, 69? 70. 70? It wasn't Look 70, it was it? Really? 
Let's so check it out. It Hold had on. a little bit of an easy rider feel. 69. To it. Yeah. 69 yeah, sure. May right. or came out in 69? Came out in, came out in 69. 69. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's very hippie. You know, they're basically these, these hippie kids in this right. van right. talking about astrology for some reason. <laughs> that was big in that, uh, in that time. That was period. big, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they played a lot of great country music. It's really true. good country music. Yeah. 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 And, really good uh, country music. That was the, I used to uh, love when they used to go into, like, somehow when they go into the gas station, which I know is, you know, not a good place, but you could hear the music. And I remember it reminds me of going to, like, barbecue places in Texas where you can just smell the mesquite wood, you know? And it just smelled like, like kind of a wholesome smell of, of wood. Yeah, was, right. You know what I mean? And then you had a little bit of smoke, a little bit of char. That's nice. And, and uh, yeah, some, you know, some, some beans, some there coleslaw. A, I saw a great, potato salad, a little yeah, brisket, a little gravy. Like, uh, it's so nice. <laughs> and human meat. Crisping <laughs> human flesh. Yeah, like, I like, that's what I love about the movie is it sets up all the characters that are like you don't even know that you're already watching the story because like the the dad's there the brother's there like they're all in it in the first 10 or 15 minutes is that is that the is the is the the kid that's washing the windows is that supposed to be leatherface i didn't no, think his of brother. that yeah like cuz no no the cuz there's the skinny guy that's his brother and then there's yes. leatherface and then there's the dad and then there's obviously the, the grandpa um but the but, the the dad runs the ga- the gas station slash right Meat place, and, but right. who's the kid that's washing the window in the I car wonder, every time? I he, didn't think of that. I, I, I think it's, it's the other face because they never really see his face, and they make it a point to sort of not show him. He's very wide, or they see him through the through the through the the, the windshield. Uh, and I don't Dan's know. What do you guys think up. in the chat? Is I'm that other face? That right. That'd be fantastic. If I missed that all this time, I'd be because really I, who else is that kid? Right? Yeah, it's like, the one extra character. It's the one extra character. That's fantastic. I'm going to say that's true because it's so good. That's I'm going to say idea. that whatever Dan says, then yeah, it's true. Jason says I didn't consider it. Yeah, I agree with Dan. <clears throat> <laughs> I, think it's a good, I think it's a good plan. Um, but it is like it's it's very clever to set that stuff up because usually like like maybe you meet uh, you know when you're at the gas station uh, in in a horror movie you meet someone who's maybe connected or knows more than they're letting on or like it's a creepy thing like you meet the villain. Right off the bat, and he's warning the kids to not go do go what they're going to do. Yeah, he's like, "I'm, I'm going to eat you." <laughs> like, like, you know, that's, that's the subtext no, of that scene. Don't is, go there because me <laughs> will kill you. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, and I think that's sort of fantastic because, like, it it brings this uh, like those characters come off as like you know, sort of uh, almost silly characters, you know. Um, and then it slowly focuses it down. Like, it retains their silliness. But by the end of the movie, it's so insane that the silliness is frightening. Like, they don't change their act. It's just that you've totally lost control of the situation. Right. You know? I, was, and, I just, I kind of feel like they established basically them, I think because she was reading so much astro- astrology right. that... It was almost like it wasn't a sexist thing, but it was just like they didn't, they weren't at any way questioning what she was saying. It was right. like she was just kind of telling them. So it almost shows like the youth was in a fog. 
Yeah, and sure. They, right. And they were all that way. It was like they're treating this very lightly. They're on this sort of like fun road trip. Hey, look, this, experience. your astrology says he, something terrible is going to happen to you today. Yeah, exactly. Huh. <laughs> uh, weird. <laughs> but, but I think could they have been saying that about the youth at that time, about Vietnam and about America and everything? It's just like you're just in the back of van having fun and you're listening right. to anything somebody says and not questioning right. it. Yeah, and, and this and this some some really sinister shit is is is, uh, is boiling up. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, like it definitely like I mean like uh, like Nixon uh, resigned like the year this came out, I think, and uh, I'm not sure it was before or after, but it was like that's like the, the country's after, in like right? ma- major disaster mode right now, and nobody trusts anybody. And I think that like the like I think the Easy Rider connection is, is interesting because like Easy Rider is you know, I really like Easy Rider, but it's very you know it's a very self it's a very self aware movie, um, uh, you know like this they're 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 making a statement. Everyone in it is very sort of philosophical, and they're all you know thinking hard about the the their position in America. Whereas this is the is the literal opposite. They're on a road trip and they're just like blowing off all the signs and sim- signifiers of how, how how wrecked everything is because like, like the, the it's like you know the landscape that they're traveling through is economically shattered like it's yeah, but they're not even aware of that they're, they're just, just totally like, unaware of this yeah. and they think it's all sort of like fun and like look at that weird guy we should pick him up because that's going to be a blast you know, hitchhiker, the, should we pick him up? Sure. Yeah, well, like, wasn't that the hippie thing to do back then? I mean, right. no one picks yep. up a hitchhiker today, right? right. I would. Yeah. I don't know even hitchhikes today. You'd get yeah. immediately arrested for hitchhiking. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's it's a, it's a really. Have you ever hitchhiked, Chris? No, no, no. I've hopped trains though. So. You've hopped trains? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, I've that'd be trains. awesome. I was going to say, did you face off against Ernest Borgnine? <laughs> If anyone out there gets that one, there's a movie we should cover. Should yeah. cover. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, Dan, hitchhiker? Have hitchhike? I have never hitchhiked. Hitchhike, probably because I saw the Hitcher to answer both questions at the same time. Right. Yeah, and I just recently saw the Hitcher again. I was expecting the Hitcher to be terrible. The Hitcher is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Like Stone Cold. Yes. I had yeah. not seen that. I I hadn't seen it like maybe in fifteen or twenty years, and I thought it was going to be like. Uh, you know, sort of Cinemax, the hitchhiker quality. Yeah, it's actually it's, it's not like it's legit, like near near greatness, uh, yeah. craziness in that thing. And uh, and this this movie does not have that level of production quality, um, but it definitely captures like something so uh, sort of so- socially upsetting and economically upsetting, and then it it, it makes all that stuff real. You know, mm. and like everything that goes wrong in this movie goes wrong really fast. Like it's not like there's no like there's a long sort of build up in terms of tone. Um, like you know, this is like it's very creepy. It's very creepy. It's very creepy. But when the the trigger gets pulled, it's like you know, Leatherface comes out, hits you with a hammer, and you're dead, and that's it. And like you're, it's out. And uh, and I think that immediacy uh, is so much more frightening. Well, but they but they told you about look first first of all. Uh, Dave says that Nixon was into astrology. So uh, Nixon was oh. into astrology. Oh, yeah. There you that go. Makes a lot. That's what it is. That's the reference. <laughs> That's, That's good. So is, so like is uh, Reagan. Ray, well, and Nancy Reagan. Didn't she have like mediums in there? In oh, yeah. No, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. mean to uh, uh, diss people who believe in astrology, but. I'm not sure. Or ghosts. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm, I didn't want to. Forget. It's all all's fair. I don't. I don't know if any of this is real. I just. I, I believe in ghosts. I've seen ghosts. So fuck off. 
I'm shaking yeah, you, around the You spot, would yeah. see a ghost because you're a Virgo, aren't you? <laughs> that's, that's, that's brutal. <laughs> I see now this with the video. I can't like hide the fact that I'm laughing. It's terrible. I feel bad. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it's like the like the. I think it all comes around to what you're saying, Eric. Is like you know, uh, astrology like as 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 a concept is, you know, um, it's trying to um, simplify things, uh, mm-hmm. simplify like things in your life into really understandable, easy to di- digest concepts that relate to you and this movie is is like everything that's happening around them is completely the opposite of that like uh they it's because they're thinking like that that they are not paying attention to the great big wrecked world that's around them you know this like almost weird post-apocalyptic strangeness because it opens up like one of the like the, the opening with the um the flash photography on the uh, corpses that Great are tied stuff. to the oh, like it so scares good. the shit out of you right off like right out of the gate it's because like here's let's yeah like it sets the standard for the tone immediately that uh, sound is such a good horror oh, film yeah. sound that's great that is on the level of like high trip like like silence of the lambs like really good like yeah. you not from a sixty thousand dollar budget movie yeah like that no. is incredible Terrific. and the, the the way that the way it like pop and then it slowly mm-hmm. fades out yeah and it has that look like, and that makeup had that someone, visceral uh, someone says uh, that you uh, your house on water street had ghosts Oh yes, that Miss Vantage Thomas is in the chat line right now. Hello. Uh yeah, no, that's true. Um we did I was uh I was uh, taking care of or in quotes, taking care of a house uh with some fellas and friends and um it was an old uh old Chatham house um, Chatham. on Cape Cod. Chatham. And it's it's Cape pretty Cod. easy to believe in ghosts in that place. <laughs> For <Nice>. sure. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's the, like uh, that's the thing, dude. It's like I, I think that like the uh, like go like standard ghost movies, you know, like haunted house movies, uh, mm-hmm. are are bent on the idea. Like they scare you by putting you in the position of a non-believer, uh, and then they make you a believer. Like that's the mechanism of most ghost stories. Um, right. Uh, and this uh, puts you instead of making you a believer. It makes you uh, an innocent, like you're completely ignorant of what is happening. Uh, that's closing it around you the whole time, and by the time that it happens to you, it's instantly too late. And then, so like, and like when the guy walks into the house the first time mm-hmm. and gets hit with that hammer, like, the sound effect itself is the they most told, yeah. they, they 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 told you about it multiple times. Oh yeah, in the they, van. So they, yeah. they, they, there's a prequel to it. You knew this was going to happen. They kept talking about how they slaughter people. Oh yeah, I mean like, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they, they t- like that's the brilliance of the movie. Is the movie keeps on like everyone in the movie and all the characters they run into keep on saying what is going to happen. Like this is what's happening right, right. now to you, and like you know, but you like, think it's going to happen in a slaughterhouse, but it doesn't. Yeah happens in a house where they slaughter people (laughs) you know and and uh when he like because like the door opens leatherface is instantly there hammers up comes down drags the guy away and And then the door and the door goes (laughs) slam you know and it it feels like a you know like one of those um those uh you know the spiders that dig the holes and then just go and then they're and then they're gone uh and uh the moment that happened i was like 
I, I felt uh, that's when I suddenly felt scared for everybody else in the movie. That I was doorway, like, now I don't way, know. The art direction on that doorway really flashed me saw. Oh sure, there was yeah. Some, there was yeah. something about just the yeah. lighting and the and the texture of the of the paint and just the quality. I was like, oh my god, that's like how many people ripped that off? That whole yeah. scene. But the thud on the head was the funniest thing in the world. Oh, it was it's, so, it's so it's good. Like, oh, just the way he did it was like yeah. genius with the sound effect, and that's the scary thing. You know, right. I yeah. saw a lot of Gaspar Noir mm-hmm. in in that. Like, right. I love his films, and there's an unsettling, and I feel like some of it, as you said, was a little. Maybe it's just the acting. It was a little like ch- chunky. You know what I mean? Sure. But then sure. those moments cover, every, you know, replace everything else that you kind of. Well, like, would you mm-hmm. say like it almost like the 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 hanky quality of the acting kind of ropes you in a little bit? Uh, this is this is what I think. It's like like it feels it so it feels so sort of goofy and and stagey that when something not stagey happens, uh, like. It feels like something went wrong on set, like someone went nuts on set and actually killed someone, and uh, and it, it 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 captures that moment of like the, you know, it's like if you see the and you know I don't mean to bring up something truly horrible, but it's like the, you know like when you see the frames from the Vic Morrow helicopter crash, where uh, it's yeah. like you know where it's like it's like it, you're seeing something that is you know artificial and not at all artificial, you know, and they managed to sort of get that moment. Uh, over and over and over again, because especially when, um, you know, uh, the last woman is trapped in the house, like that movie is a free for all of crazy, like, and, uh, and it just keeps upping the stakes and upping the stakes. And the way that she's reacting no longer seems silly. It seems totally appropriate because I can't handle the emotions that are happening around it. There was something really like at, at that time too, it was, there was a pornography vibe to it. Right. Like the yeah. 70s pornography. Yeah, the, that that was just gr- like, the grimy you, you Super 8. When flavor. the camera is looking up her butt, pretty much. Oh, yeah, the, just, the, the just dolly in with the, the in, butt shot. Yeah. Inside the space, like a really gritty porno from the 70s. Right. Yeah, where it's just. Like, yeah, like where, the, where the, the, film, the film quality feels. Like, well, that's because they were using the same kind of film, right? Just like yeah, 8 or right. 50, yeah, 16 millimeters. Also, 16 millimeters. The violence yeah, against yeah, right. the, just like the women's screen. It was, there's something. Absolutely. And. You know, like you're filming something you shouldn't for. be filming is the flavor that 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 gives off. Like this is not something you should. Yeah, be I shouldn't watching. be watching this. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I think little, yeah, it's like a little dirty. Like the, that 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 vibe has been sort of processed into a style nowadays. Like you bring up like yes, you know, hostile and all that other stuff. And like it can be effective, but it but now that no one's ever really regained it. Like uh, like there's. There's uh, like you watch the later versions of this movie or the remakes or sequels and all the other stuff that it spawned, like all that stuff stays stagey in every bit of it, and it only sort of takes the stuff that was scary and makes it stagey, right. and uh, and so all the the scariness goes out of it. <clears throat> when the the indie quality of this is what reinforces the nasty uh, scariness of this movie. I agree. I you know? agree. And I I don't know what you can do to get that back i think that like i said i think there's been lots and lots of great horror movies the past you know uh 10 years um but they're all highly polished studio movies essentially well the 70s was a time when horror films were um 
had had a role to play or it was we, we've used it with it was a horror films were a reaction towards what had gone on it was a metaphor right, right? so right. it's usually involved vietnam usually involved nixon lack mm-hmm. of trust the and they're really generation. Direct, they're barely metaphors like they just go yeah. right for it you know Right. So, so there, you know, all of this stuff, like people dying for no reason, you know. Yeah. Is that uh, why he was in a wheelchair? Yeah. Then Vietnam. No, he had always been in a wheelchair. No, but I'm saying. You evoke that character- idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe like, so. He was, know, he, he was an interesting character because he was definitely the one who was overacting the most. Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. also. But he also had things. an interesting. Yeah. Well, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. He pointed out a lot of things that, you know. He had the most caution, but they also made fun of him, and he felt like nobody he didn't want to be nobody wanted him around. He was very insecure right. about that, and despite right. his bad acting, he did have kind of a country hick thing to him. Oh, he was good. I didn't say he yeah. was a bad actor. No, I no, said no, overacting. Yeah, overacting. He's a caricature. He's a caricature. Yes. Yeah. But the idea, the concept of him in a wheelchair, I thought was very symbolic because nobody wanted him. Yep. They didn't want him right. on the trip, and he right. spoke. Most of the truth, right? And you, because you know, like he's he's treated like baggage for everybody else. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. only because like his what his dad's this is his grandfather's place that they're going to check out or whatever it is. The setup it was her too. Like they must have been related because the girl was talking was about that room. Sister, his, yeah. It must have been his sister, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and like the, the yeah, there's because there's something really like I really love the fact, and this very rarely happens now. It's like like none of these characters are likable people. You know, none of the, none of the good the good guys in the movie are very likable. Uh, they're all pretty selfish, pretty shallow, kind of annoying. Uh, and even like the you know, the dude in the wheelchair, it's like he's you know he's his uh, he's un, he's unpleasant to watch in his reaction to their bad treatment of him. Like right. he, like he like he makes the same sort of like you know uh, uh, you know raspberry noise that that the killer brother makes like he's going you know and, and like like it's just all very creepy and right. feels ugly and uh whereas like the one person that i feel uh feel for in the movie is leatherface which is totally bizarre um right. but like he seems like the really uh put upon one he's the one who's at the at the bottom of the pyramid right and he is basically like he's just trying to straighten this thing out because like people keep on coming into the house they're going to discover stuff and dad's going to be mad and he's going to beat me so i better do something about this and then more people come into the house and he starts freaking out like he's not yeah. doing this in this way of like i can't wait to go and kill these people like he's like i'm going to get in trouble that's his motivation the whole time is dad is going to beat me and so i have to act and because uh, the father the father is the real villain right and you can tell that the grandfather before that treated the father badly right and so like the like there's a deeper sense of uh sort of a poisonous um uh, generational influence uh that gives you a deeper sense of character for a leatherface with that setup as opposed to these sort of breezy assholes in the van you know and like I feel bad I that they go uh, that far, but I well I, for the first for the first half of the movie, like I, I do feel bad for Leatherface. Leatherface is yeah. obviously mistreated. They're all mistreated. Yeah. Every single right. one of them is mistreated. Right. right. 
And uh, like, way, I, I, like Dave I, says that Last House on the Left from '72 also had that indie porno yeah, vibe. To absolutely it. <laughs> true. Yeah, and because Dave and I, uh, we went to go see the remake, which is actually pretty good. Uh, right. Garrett Dillahunt plays uh, the head guy in that. That's a very, very good movie. Uh, we spent a lot of time. The Last House on the Left is a touchstone for all of our movie conversations, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it definitely has that uh, like. Uh, like it's not even a very good movie, but it's a very very powerful movie, and yeah. uh, and I think that this this one carries that out over the same way, where it's like there's flaws in this thing, but the flaws actually kind of propel it. And I really like I was going to say is the what well, I have tremendous empathy in the last half of the film for the woman that's been captured. Like I didn't like yeah. her in the first half, but now like now that she has an understanding of what is going on, like I am. For, like through her, I am terrified about what I don't know, you know. Right, and, and, uh, and because I am very familiar by seeing Leatherface's home life, essentially, like I know how that this sort of uh, um, hierarchy works, like this hierarchy of abuse works, and you know what it can produce, um, and uh, how it reinforces itself, and so you have a sense of how bad it can get, and then she has that realization all at once and that's what makes it crazy frightening you can see it bloom on her face like how how fucked she is you know she's like tied in the chair the chair has literal arms for arms like it's it's so overwhelming all at once and i think that that's the ultimately the movie it sort of puts you in the position of the jerks by saying like we're not gonna we're gonna let you sort of be critical of them for the first half and then make you realize you are this person in the second half uh, so, and a really, really clever inversion. When I was a teenager, or I don't think even a teenager, I was a, for, you know, maybe 12 or so and, and living in, in Greece. We used to go to uh, this place in the Greek islands um, in the summer um, and we rented a house or whatever. And then up, up the hill from this house we had was a house that was abandoned. Mm. But we... Uh, as kids, we snuck in, mm-hmm. crawled the fence, and went into the house. And it, there was a lot in both the the house, the, the grandfather, the, the the house that they go visit, that's abandoned, as well as Leatherface's house. There was a lot that looked like the house that we explored, because right. in that house, which was very strange, all the stuff was still there. The furniture was still there. The clothes was still there, scattered uh-huh. everywhere. That's haunting. All, all the weird, like toys, photographs, like everything looked like it came from the forties. It was very, very strange. Yeah. And you know there was, you know, it smelled like like rat dung and all that other stuff. And it was just everything was dusty and dirty and creepy and torn and tattered. And then I remember there was one door that we couldn't open like couldn't figure out how to get in and we finally like you know after a couple of days we finished, like okay we're gonna try to get into that door and we opened the door and just a crap load of pigeons like flew out because it was it, the door uh in that room the uh ceiling or the, the roof had caved in so it was open to the outside so a big portion of the room was open and all these <laughs> That's awesome. scared the crap out of us yeah. as we yeah. walked into that thing and then the smell of all this this the stuff so i had when she something walked like that when i was a kid it's crazy you did and something you like think, that oh my god yeah cool. yeah we did that in connecticut yeah so um, i i just remember like mansion. when she, 
when she walked into that room and then there was the chicken sound and yep. like all the feathers it was yeah. like this yeah. this was had a, a lot creepy, of bells. <laughs> right. yeah and i was right. like ah. and the thing that they did was interesting about when she did that because it's very long that sequence Mm-hmm. When she's fallen on the floor and she's like, can't figure out where the hell she is. Yep. It's this one close up after one close up after one close up after one close up. And then the chicken close up and then the sound and then the everything is like she's like looking at all the details. You never see like a really wide shot. It's like close up, close up, close up, close up, close up. And then her and just, she just looks confused and she doesn't know what the hell's going on. Right. Right. And it takes it's a long time before you get to a wide shot. <laughs> yeah. A long yeah, exactly. Because it really puts you in her point of view of like well like it's it's uh it's not just showing you how she's reacting, it's reproducing how disorienting that is. Like, right. like it's like when you it's like there's nothing like the scariest feeling in the world I think is like when you realize you're trapped in some way. Like sure. you, and like when you well, it's like you think everything is fine and you go Oh wait! Everything is totally not fine, and uh, and like that's the look she has on her face. Like, right. what have we gotten into? Like, this can't be. Uh, like, there's no explanation for any of this stuff except horrible, horrible things. Right. You know? And uh, but it spends a lot of time with that as a sort of uh, mood buildup. Uh, but like, woman getting hung on the hook, like very oh, fast, that very quick. Great. Yeah, great. Yep, great. Nope. Hang her up like I'm hanging a coat. <laughs> yep. Damn. Yeah. Not yeah. only is that amazing, but to think about that, 1975 is crazy. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Like there's a uh, there's a sequence like that in I want so, to say oh, oh it's in Trog. There's a, it's actually in Trog. Trog hangs a uh, meat uh, seller on a meat hook, and it doesn't have quite the same impact. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think they do it better in this one. I have to say. Yeah. Oh, we got something. Something just happened. We got an alert. Oh, Oh. someone is following us. Sorry, just I'm not used to Twitch. Something has exploded. No, nothing's exploded. I'm just. (laughs) All good. We got a signal that someone's following us. Nice. That's cool. Uh, so this is our first time on Twitch. For those of you guys who are who are joining us on Twitch, this is us. uh, So bear with us. We are happy to. Uh, uh, you know, learn from anyone out there. So really appreciate it. Uh, late comment. Peter Himes wrote Capricorn 1 in 1972. Yes, and that's very... Uh, and since he had uh, had to sit on it so long, it's ended up uh, backtracking to 1970s in a few ways. We oh, watched yeah, it yeah. last night. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Capricorn Capricorn 1 fan. That's a great movie. I love Peter Himes and, uh, and we've talked about it. Like, we love his... Uh, his, uh, his son's son's movies and his son's work and, uh, right. and really really terrific Capricorn one in fact I would say like Capricorn one like like that's an a movie we did Outland Jason. we did Outland yeah. which is marvelous <laughs> and tw- in 2010 we've done a lot of 2010 Peter yes yeah. we've actually yeah. done some Peter yeah. Hines uh, some fine Peter Hines we haven't quite cracked uh, Time Cop yet but you know nope. we'll get there um, but the uh, when we really run low we'll finally get to Time Cop. So I was, I went to, to Rice and his son, not the filmmaker, but Chris Himes was, uh, was, uh, at Rice as well. And, oh, yeah. uh, in fact, he, uh, Chris Himes is the CEO of the, of the, uh, the, the Indeed. Have you ever heard of Indeed? Yeah. It's yeah. like LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he's the C, he's the founder and CEO oh, nice of Indeed. Job. Yeah. yeah, nice job, Mr. Hines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, 
and uh, John Himes is the uh, is uh, the son who's a director, and uh, he did the first thing I saw from him was uh, a Universal Soldier sequel, um, right? And then he uh, uh, then he also did then I I watched uh, Black Summer on um, Netflix, which is uh, like it's a little uneven just because it's a it's a long it's a it's a fairly long show, but it is some of the scariest best zombie stuff I've seen in many years, and uh, and then I went back and watched the show he produced called Z Nation, which is very lo-fi and very silly, but really really uh, creative and insanely endearing. So yes, we are John Hyams, Peter Hyams, the Hyams family clan uh, is uh, is well represented on Martini Giant. Oh, AJD Morris says that. Oh, hey, where did you go? Oh, I'm coming back. Oh, my okay. um, my phone. AJB Morris says hi, guys. Short visit to follow the channel. Oh, right on. Now Thanks your for... picture is kind of just looking like a like a clickety phone. I kind of like that actually. It's it's better than my face. I can understand this. All right, let's see if this is coming back now. Sorry, everybody. Keep talking. Serious gonna... lip sync lag. Yes. Well. Yeah. That... <laughs> All right. Here we go. There's only so much there I can do for my left. No, now you're sideways. Uh, there, better. Yep. There. Yes. There. I can also show off my my heat T-shirt that uh, one of our <laughs> chat members gave me. Really? Yes. That's great. Oh they gave God. me that uh, just a little while ago. Some of my very finest film shirts. So when uh, you guys were researching this, did you Dan? Did you explore some of the issues after the release of this film? The kind of discussions about that no go ahead about basically when they borrowed money to make this film they gave 50 percent of the rights to somebody else so when everybody else signed up for the show actors and everything for percentage points they were only getting percentage points on 50 percent of the revenue oh yeah yeah yeah. but sure. they didn't tell them that right right yeah it's a little brutal and i know that the shoot itself was very very hard like oh, yeah it was like 100 the, degrees yeah, and like they're, they're locked for what? For, oh, right. for 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 Texas Chainsaw when they're because they're shooting right. in like record heat in Texas in this you know, boxed off house. Well, the girl in the blue shirt certainly seemed like she was cold the whole time. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they paid attention <laughs> to that. Yes, that's uh, they had very minimum uh, costumes because they couldn't afford stuff. So, like the mask for uh, what's his name for Leatherface. Uh, mm -hmm. the, you know, he couldn't take it off because it would crinkle it. So they said, just keep right. it on. Oh, so he'd, he'd have to keep it on 10 hours a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, By the way, also, uh, the uh, Toby Hooper purposefully, there's, if you actually look, there's very little blood in this whole thing. There's only oh, a yeah. little bit yep. because he wanted it to be a PG-13 rating. <laughs> how do you even get – I don't even know how that would be possible. Like, uh, like I, the, he I, didn't get PG-13, yeah, but he was like, yeah. I wanted to have a wider audience because there was no PG-13. Yeah. Right, he was right, like, right. I want to have a wider audience. I mean, P uh, PG was pretty flexible back then. You have some movies that were like pretty intense that were PG. Um, but you also had movies like uh, – uh, Dave that, said uh, that Leatherface would have been way more chill if he just picked up some fly fishing. Yeah, exactly, dude. 20 minutes <laughs> on fly fishing with Leatherface. I think it's a good idea. He's like he just says this little, like it's made up of bones, <laughs> tying looping around. <laughs> That's nice. Well, I think we, we could do that as an uh, Dave. We can do that as an uh, alternate for Zardoz. We could do Leatherface teaches uh, fly fishing. I think that's a good idea. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. There we go. The uh, 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 the other one that I think is uh, uh, was uh, not the uh, well anyway. 
I forgot. Lost you got fly fish in the brain. I, I have a drawer full of uh, basically animal parts that I use for fly fishing. Cause <laughs> well, now for fly fishing, yes. Oh, this comes in handy. I've gotten into fly yeah. fishing. Well, feathers. Feathers, <laughs> feathers and different kinds of fur and right. is definitely – you know, kind of a little bit, a little bit Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ish. Yeah, it's like a little, you know, owl pellet museum in your, uh, that's nice. <laughs> I've got, I got a, I got a squirrel tail, I've got deer tail, I've got that's good. peacock yeah. feathers. <laughs> See, I try to order those to my house and it gives off the wrong impression. <laughs> wasn't Leatherface on Fishing, fishing with, with John? Fishing with John, wasn't Leatherface on Fishing with John? Is that, does anyone here know Fishing with John? Yeah, fishing no, with John. Oh man, it's uh, John Lurie uh, of the, the Lounge Lizards. Lizards. Uh, did a TV show fishing for IFC, John, fishing, fishing John. with John. I super recommend that people look that up on YouTube. I think you can probably see it for free. That is one of the funniest damn shows. It's a it's an interview show with that is semi fictional, and so they have like Willem Dafoe on, and they go ice fishing with Willem Dafoe, and then Willem Dafoe dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's Zach Galifian. It's, it's the Fern show that Zach did. But kind yeah, of way same, before that. Same, same flavor. Uh, and it's terrific. Yeah, that's, Somebody, uh, oh, oh, between two ferns, but fishing yeah, instead. Between, yes. Yeah. Between, you would love no, this. I'll no find joke, No joke. Um, somebody, I last saw him about four years ago, but I went to high school with him. And he's a writer. Who, Jack Galapagos? No. Uh, he, <laughs> and he has a place up in Yosemite Ranch. And he has known John since the 80s. And I, when I... I was talking once. He's like, yeah, he's here because he, he thinks somebody's trying to kill him. This was like three years ago. John Lurie was staying at his place because he was oh, like, man. I got I to gotta hide out. Um, but it's actually, I don't know. I think he might have lost his mind now. But I definitely yeah. thought that stuff in the, what was it, the 90s, late 90s? Yeah, it's yeah, mid-90s or so. Yeah, sure. It's Dennis terrific. Hopper. Dennis Hopper, Tom Waits. That's um, right. Jim Jarmusch did an episode. Uh, he was oh, in, oh, in uh, Jarmusch's movie, though, Down by Law. Down by Law, yeah. yeah. There's YouTube's of Fishing with John as well. Criterion has got Fishing with John. Oh, it does. Oh, beautiful. They should do a okay, whole show on that. We need a I little keep... bit more volume on Eric. Eric, can you gain can yourself you up a little? Can you hear me now? Hi. Or, yeah, maybe gain up a little bit. Hey, I like when you say that, Chris. Can you hear me now? No, now you're getting quieter. How about now? That's better. How about now? Is that better? Oh, Dave, yeah. how's that? How's Eric now? Tell me, tell me if it sounds better. Let's get some sound. Uh... Hi, how about that? Oh, yeah. He's half as loud. Okay, that's better. Good. Good. Thank you, Dave. Beautiful. Thank you. I love this on-air correction. This is much, much handier. <laughs> I know. Is that better? I was like, yeah. I know. Grand Wizzy. Who's Grand Wizzy? I don't know. It's sending a YouTube link. Are we getting spammed, or is Grand Wizzy a real person? I am looking at, oh, there's all the fishing with John. Thanks, Grand Wizzy. Uh, it's fantastic. Highly, highly recommend, yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, apparently, as, um, as Monkey Man pointed out, it is a Criterion edition as well, which is lovely. The, uh, uh, like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm hard on Criterion because they've refused to put out the assassination of Jesse James by Robert, Robert Ford. Why? Uh, I, bec- I don't know. There's some beef between the guy who runs Criterion and that movie. Uh, I, this is what I heard. I may be totally wrong. Um, but uh, that they put out two Michael Bay movies and not Assassination of Jesse James makes me crazy. But it's mm. ameliorated by the fact that Fishing with John is uh, is on there. I, I cut him a little bit more slack. Between that and Trog, I'm in. That's fine. <laughs> All I need is a little bit of John Crawford and a lot of John Lurie. That I'm, that I'm That's really strange. 
right? It's a strange thing to have a beef over that and deprive people. Yeah, like people, I think people were asking, and he's just like, that's never going to be on there. Like, uh, like he, Michael Bay's. Yeah, and like he's, I, he said something to, and like, this is, was told to me, I don't know if this is true, but like I was told that like he said something like, you know, like he doesn't want this because uh, Brad Pitt movies are never going to be on Criterion or something like oh, that. God. I'm just like, but Ben Affleck, Armageddon? <laughs> All props to Ben. I love Ben. But uh, Armageddon is not a highlight. <laughs> right. That is Why not a is highlight. that on it? I, it? I think that the, the, the idea behind Criterion, and I agree with this, is it's not just trying to capture classic art film. It's trying to capture moments that are important in cinema in terms of the social aspect of where we are at artistically. Not and, necessarily dissimilar to what we do, except we don't do it as seriously as they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and like, so like you know, when you look at the horror list on, uh, on Criterion, you know, like a lot of these are, 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 you know, like they're sub Armageddon level movies. It's not like, you know, uh, you know, stuff like, uh, uh, you know, the original Wicker Man is not like a, you, you can't really say that's like Bergman, you know, like it's just really interesting and, and still very effective. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, you know, Michael Bay movies tend to, I'm, there are Michael Bay movies that I really like, but movies like Armageddon sort of get under my skin a little bit in terms of, you know, like they are, it's a little, ant, it's just, I don't know. I, I get, if I'm going to get snobby about anything, it's about that, where it's like aggressively, anti-snob films make me kind of snobby <laughs> i think that's that's where I'm aggressively at. anti-snob films yeah like anti anti-snob like i'm i try to be as i try to i am anti-snob 100 percent in everything um but i'm also like uh yeah i'm i'm it makes I'm, me a better person that's right than everybody <laughs> yeah, the, the like i'm 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 100% uh, anti-elitism. I'm anti-snobbery. Look, as long as and the filmmakers went to a good school, that's yeah, fine. It's like, exa- that's as long as they're the matters. right class of filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I still have my weak points, and I have to say Armageddon is one of them. It's like yeah. Return of the Jedi. It's like I understand that I'm being unreasonable, but I can't help but have the reaction I'm having. Yeah. At some point, I'll find peace, but I have not found that peace just For yet. any European viewers out there, there is no such thing as a rare aristocracy in the United States except in the Northeast, which is where you went to college. That is your aristocracy. Yes, right. <laughs> is your school superior to mine or not? And this doesn't matter if you graduated 30 years or 40 years later. Yeah, it doesn't make that any is, difference. I am a Harvard grad. I am a Princeton grad or I'm whatever. That's, that That's is our aristocracy. That is very funny you say that because I literally was picking up my daughter right. yesterday at somebody's house, which was actually quite stunning. Actually, it was enormous. And yeah. he, he, did, he dropped the, uh, the, uh, the old Harvard. Yeah. Dropped the Harvard on you, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, we – in this household, I think we've mentioned before, we like three I, minutes in, Dan. It wasn't like <laughs> just <laughs> doing it, <laughs> doing it, wham, hard. Yeah, it's like sure, okay. Drop uh, the Harvard. Uh, my daughter here. So um, <laughs> I just want to let your you heart? know. He's like, mm, yeah. Let yep. me check my Harvard alumni magazine to see if your daughter's here. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. But here's the thing. You know what? You're talking about the films. I. It's funny when you start getting to these '70s films, '60s films, '50s. I also, I bet you, like in the early '70s when I watch it, I would have calibrated myself and saying well the acting was this and critique but i look at right. things now with such i started watching some of those horror films there was one in london and it was just reminiscent 
it's I look at it with such a historical lens now right. that I go beyond the acting on films like that because at least I look at the architecture and and the world and it's like ah right. oh, that time period or that you yeah, know? It's really but there was something from- very different about horror films in the seventies like there were yeah. horror films before there there was you know sixties horror films etc that were interesting but there was something about it that had a much more of a easy rider vibe to it I yeah. think that's I think, sort of I think the thing is because it was so cheap to make well right. that's the thing that's what made rock great in the mm-hmm. 60s and it burgeoned like went out in the 70s because it wasn't like studios were doing this and there's a whole hierarchy now it's you know you know these uh, promoters out of nowhere you know right. start promoting a band and then they all of a sudden they become huge and right. well it's the commodification problem you know, like that's uh, like right. you're, you know like you're, you're diluting the the uh, the initial uh, vibe that makes it catch uh, and, and and packaging it and like there's there's very little you know like there's there's very little difference between the grittiness of Texas Chainsaw and the grittiness that is replicated for modern horror movies except that there's a knowing grittiness to it now as opposed to back then it feels a natural part of the movie and it distances you or distances me a little a little tiny bit and I don't know what the answer to that is I'm wondering here's here's what I think the biggest influence on that film is uh, Deep Throat. Oh, I bet. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because sure. Deep Throat came out, what, 71, 72? Yeah. You had people like a- Jackie Onassis going to see screenings yeah. of Deep Throat. They talk about yeah. a taxi driver where he takes her to a yeah. point. Because all of a sudden, grit and this kind of. It became you know, acceptable. Yeah. yeah like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't sexual performance. Shameful. Became, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, definitely, uh, definitely true. Going back to that promoter thing, it's just that once it became the indie promoters of rock, they were assigned, you know, like Shep Gordon signed Alice Cooper. You know, I'll rep right. you. You know, it's right. all of a sudden you pushed anybody. There wasn't this kind of pecking order to promote, and right. people took chances with the money they had, and yep. um, or didn't have. You know, I had read somewhere that Shep Gordon basically borrowed the money and sold drugs to get the money to promote his band, so right. the Alice Cooper band. And so it was a lot of cool things like that, which made the artistic decisions really cool. Well, so they're very, they're very like honest, like very honest artistic decisions. And it's not like you can't do that today in the way that it works today, but like it's the flavor that comes with it, just as a, a sensibility. Well, that was the of, beginning of that, you know, like right, doing that kind right. of stuff. Right. You know, because I, I think that like because I don't I hate getting into the, the zone of like, oh, you know, it was so much it was so much better back back then. Like, no. I don't believe I don't believe that kind of nostalgia at all. Like, but I, I do think that like there is something to identify in what is being done in these in these movies in the 70s and then ask, what is that? To, what is it to be done today that would have the same effect? You know, like, how can you get to that point and how would people recognize it the way that it was recognized even back? Because Texas Chainsaw was a hit. You know, like Deep Throat, like you're saying, like it was a hit. And like people ha- were in a mind- mindset to recognize that kind of innate uh, passion and greatness, even though the movie is really dingy and weird, you know, they were open to it. And I think that, that today people expect so much polish out of the gate that they're you know, a little inflexible on looking at things that are shakier. Uh, and they may be missing out on, on 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 great artistic intention, real sort of the the feeling that comes along with in its tremendous inventiveness, even if there's a little bit of shakiness to the production. 
Um, and they're unforgiving about it. And it's easy to make fun of that stuff, even when it's really good. Like there are a few like found footage movies that I really, really enjoy, but it's become like the, you know, it's the accepted wisdom that found footage is bad. So we just automatically make fun of that stuff, you know, and you see a movie like the last exorcism, which is a really good horror movie. It's a found footage movie. Trying to convince people to see that is really hard because they're like, Oh, I'm sick of found footage. It's like, yeah, but are you sick of good movies? <laughs> you know, like it's a good movie. That's why I'm talking about it. And so I, I think that that's the thing. Like that you see it, like you're saying, seventies rock and in seventies film and all this stuff. There's a window where everybody was non-judgmental, and that window has since closed because there was so much money to be made by the stuff. Well, a lot of independent people got involved too, and yep. they just made artistic choices that were, you know, let's make a buck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it brought around a lot of stuff. But I definitely, I was actually shocked by the violence against women in this. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, like that's, I mean, that's always been pretty common in, in horror film. But it's it's pretty intense. She's in the only the one that survives. Yeah, she's uh, the, the final girl, right? That's the classic trope. But it's like, I... Well, was it, maybe, maybe they're the ones that made a classic. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was revolutionary at its time. Yeah. When you, yeah. No one had done anything quite to that level before. Right. I and, I, and, and like, to, to defend the, the final girl thing, and sort of like, I mean, I'm not... It's so not the final to, girl. It's like, because <laughs> I think that, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. Like, this was a, it's a landmark that may have been the first of, of that, uh, first big one of that, of that trope. Uh, it's really effective. And I think that there is a, you know, the reason why they, uh, like, there's there's lots of negative reasons for why, you know, uh, women in these movies take, you know, are asked to take the abuse that they do uh, and how their characters are treated. Um, but, like, I think that uh, part of what is happening is, like, all of the male characters are so sort of disposably, like, they're just jerks. And like it's hard to right. really, like it's really hard to empathize with them. Uh, whereas like, uh, yeah, like it's it's more common to have a little bit more uh, openness and interest uh, shown by the the female characters in these movies. And that's because you can because you can empathize with them more. That's the those are the ones you're going to uh, attack the most because you want to scare the audience. Um, and so I think that there's a like there's lots of sexism and there's lots of just like you know raw misogyny in these movies that's hard to watch but like I think that the the thinking behind especially in Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like you really are with her in that last half like it's not right. done because it's sort of like titillating it's done because like you want you want to get you want her to get the hell out of there you know and like there's nothing sexy about it and I think that that's what makes it valid you know, uh, and like the, that last shot of her in the truck is yes. like that's a shot of like it's a happy ending, but it's like a shot of in, it's insanity. Like, like this woman has lost her mind. You know, like she's. You know what actually reminded me of is the last shot in Platoon where he's in the helicopter. Mm, right. You know, where he's in that helicopter uh, and he's just like totally. It's strange, but I actually thought that the, the spinning leather face was. A little bit like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. 
just it's a classic it, ending though that's the way to, uh, yeah i know and her in the truck her in the truck and then him spinning out of control is well, I, I think that her in the truck is better than him spinning out of control that's i what don't you're like saying. him spinning out of control yeah like uh, that's almost, a little that, that's a little showy right? yes yeah i agree you think uh but it's like well because it's it's a little off character for him like he's so like he hasn't enjoyed it up until this moment yeah it's weird why to see him is he enjoy it. so angry she's leaving when he's like the most as you were saying you know you, you saw him with the most um the realness about him compared right. to the others and then all right. of a sudden you know he's, he's more of a monster in that last, last yeah day. yeah i agree so apparently toby hooper the reason the way he came up with this story he, he, he was going to do a story he was thinking about it for a while i guess he didn't have really know what he was going to do story uh, by the way uh, dave says that toby hooper also directed one of the best uh, ever tv made for tv films from 1979 called salem's lot which salem's lot. lot amen for yeah. that yes. very high quality. yes very yeah, good film. scary it was one of my favorite vampire movies and uh like there's some anyone who remembers like the kid at the window like that's that's some if you haven't seen it Happy Halloween. There you go. Right. <laughs> Watch Salem's Lot. <laughs> but he said that he Toby Hooper was basically at a, trying to get into a department store, and it was a huge line of people to try to yeah. buy so stuff. Envision cutting them down. Yeah, and he's well, like there was they had a sale on chainsaws. He was just kind of looking at the chainsaws, and he goes, he, he says, "Huh, if I grabbed that chainsaw, I could cut everyone down and work my way through the crowd." And yeah. uh, then he's like, that's my film right there. Yeah, there, that's it. That'll yeah. do it. The Kid in the Window. And uh, don't forget Life Force. Don't forget Life there. Force. I do not forget Life Force. I watch Life Force every two or three weeks. <laughs> that's also by Toby Hoover. And uh, it is a, I think it might have been a tremendous bomb. Uh, people remember this as the uh, vampire woman from space who walks She's around naked killing people. Hoover. I believe he. I believe he's passed on. I will look that up for you. Toby, Toby Hooper died in 2017. Yeah, um, but uh, I I have actually seen uh, Life, Life uh, Dave says Life Force is bonkers. Life Force is terrific. I watched it a, a million times. It like I didn't even realize how much until much much later how much Life Force uh, captures the same total bananas quality of especially british horror in the 60s and 70s like it is insane and uh and like sort of self self-aware of its uh you know like aware of its own insanity um but like there's a point in which uh uh, uh patrick stewart is possessed by the naked woman's vampire soul and then his head sort of collapses into blood and forms a blood woman and you're like you don't get this today. <laughs> yep. This is what you want on Patrick Stewart's resume. It's like between that and Patrick Stewart holding the pug in Dune uh, and charging forward into battle. Like that's when he was really make, making great choices as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes, thanks for calling film, to Dan, was, this, was this for you? Did this absolutely blow you away or you had other favorites? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this, this made an impact. I, I was afraid to watch this movie. Like this is definitely on the list. It was I must say when I was like sixteen or seventeen, I think, and uh, I was totally afraid because uh, I I knew the reputation of it, and of course, like you're not just seeing, you know, back then I'd have like a Starlog magazine or or Fangoria oh, you and stuff like that. that. Totally yeah, I was one of those nerds. Yeah, totally into it. And like the you know the photos that you're seeing in uh, in those magazines uh, from this stuff are even worse. You know, crappier blow-ups 
uh, of yeah. like really garish looking stuff, you know, and uh, and so the image in my mind uh, of of watching this movie was was on the level of porn, definitely. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to see something like that. That's crazy, and uh, and it was kind of true. It worked out that way. So it was pretty popular here in the UK on release. The book uh, it's based on is better. Oh, this though. is this a life force vampire. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Based vampires. Uh, drawing, yeah. 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 Uh, drawing, uh, yeah. I've not. Uh, I I think I may have read Space Vampires after Star I saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely. By the way, uh, so we're about we're we're just over, you know we're a little over an hour that we've done this this stream. What do you guys based uh, the guys who are you know, people who are following us, which isn't many of you because this is the first time you've ever done it, but still, nonetheless, we'd love to know what you guys think if you think this is working because uh, I think it's pretty cool and we've, we can manage to do it this way. We still get the podcast, the audio podcast, out of it, so that would be good. But if if you guys are enjoying this, yeah, because and, we've uh, also um, we've also uh, did a test run of. Uh, watching movies this way, uh, and that's going to be much harder, I think, yeah. for me to figure yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. It's tricky. I think it's it seems like it's going to be a fun thing, uh, but because uh, uh, I don't know, talking over that. movies is not. That's that, I think I think that is that is your. Hey, let's get let's ask these guys. So, okay. how would you how would you guys feel in the stream like about us watching a movie and talking over it the whole time? You can mute us if you want to mute us. But like pulling up a movie, like whatever we, like we did Inception, and then talking during the movie. I, Chris has an issue with it because he doesn't like people talking during movies, and I think he's un- understandably self-conscious about this. But I also love Mr. Science Theater Three Thousand. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so but it, they're locked, they're watching shitty movies, and I don't want to watch shitty movies. I don't. We, have that we, kind of we, time. we can we can find a balance. <laughs> we can watch Trog. We can do Trog. <laughs> See, okay, yeah, Dave says yes. Uh, Dave says yes. Yeah, of course he says yes. He says whatever. I, <laughs> I'm paying. <laughs> Look, I, I think we're already reaching out to the community right now as we're doing this. So watching a movie with them, we can have a lot of back and forth, which would be fun. Absolutely. And a, and a lot of ideas and so forth. Like, so, here's, here's my so, thoughts. So, like, here's here's our script. Alex, I mean, uh, 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 AJB Morrison, Her. I believe yeah. it's Alex. Uh, the, the, the way that... That, that we deal with the IP of the movie is that uh, Twitch is actually owned by Amazon. So they've actually they've combined Amazon Prime and Twitch. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, you basically use it's like a watch party. You sync your viewing to our viewing and basically you're running Prime and us at the same time and we're all right. talking. That's basically how it works. But, but it's my, my feeling that if people are, are tuning into our stream to watch a movie with us, the last thing they would want us to do is provide them with an experience they could have by themselves. <laughs> like, right. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh, if they want to watch Inception, they can just go watch Inception and no one will talk because they can just watch it at home. Uh, but we can, we can chat while we do it. That's, that's my view. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I the do. only thing that it was, there's going to be some technical challenges on my side to yes. figure out how the hell we're going to do this. But well, you figure those out, and we'll watch the movie. Okay, thanks, That's Chris. That's right. I'm, I'm good at that. <laughs> good at that part. <laughs> I love the. You convention. know how long it took me to get to this point? <laughs> this was a challenge, man. I I tried to handle some of this myself, and Chris really uh, had to take it away from me because it was beyond my understanding. Well, I haven't. <laughs> and no, you you and you, let it you had it all too. figured out. You just oh, had Lord. some shortcomings, and I had to like. I think I have the equipment that I can do. How, so, how basically that, all Chris, of our audio say. is being passed. <laughs> if you guys can see it, all of our audio is being passed through my uh, uh, my my Zoom H6. Nice. And so, that's what's allowing us to basically make this all kind of work. 
And I just, yeah, if that thing goes away, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Uh, uh, yes, Monkey Man says, I love being able to contribute to divergences. Uh, <laughs> like you guys need help in that department. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. true. We're the slightly ADD movie it's podcast. Sort of ADD. Yes, slightly, very slightly. Oh, Chris, uh, Chris yeah. has ADD? No. What? No, I think as I... <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we're talking about life force. No, we're not. <laughs> not. I'm life talking force. about life force. Oh my god! You can't. How can you be this old and not have seen life force? That like you must have as a kid flipping around on HBO. Seen... I probably have seen it. You know, there's all those movies where like I've never seen that movie. It's like, wait a minute, I have seen that movie. Don't you get? I love that actually. I do love seeing movies I that, that I think I haven't now. seen. Yeah. That I think I haven't seen. It's like, wait a minute, I've seen this movie. You're in the middle of it. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I remember One of the hiding from my parents. Movies I've ever seen. I can't remember the name. What happens right. in it? It was I, I saw in the theater, probably eighty-one, and it was a girl that goes into this. She was a very beautiful, dark-haired girl, it looked like a Brooke Shields type, but wasn't. And she goes to this lake area with friends and. Um, just this like weird house with a guy who possesses uh, it's like a possession thing and she's very oh, attractive yeah. it was um and i can't remember it like i always like trying to look online and i saw it in a theater and i was like i was so disturbed by it and i don't even know do you possession movies is. freak you out more than other horror movies um, claust- anything that's like claustrophobic or people have no control, like Descent is probably one of the scariest movies I've seen. Oh, that's seen. the worst movie for you. It's the absolute uh, worst movie for it, you. It really, it really makes me um, upset. So Lily talks like, about that movie all the time. She saw it with Karen. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, oh, it's a great movie. It's scary as hell. They, when, uh, when, uh, when, like uh, Magic scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Mad, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that's, good that's an Anthony Hopkins, right? And the scariest movie I can remember for me, the scariest movie ever that I can remember. The one, the other one I mentioned, there's two, one from England in 64 or five, six, somewhere around there. Oh yeah. But yeah, is, yeah. is, um, uh, the one from 88. I've talked about it. The French one, the miss, um, miss, yes. um, do you know the one where it, the guy's buried the professor? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it, Yeah. The, uh, uh, it's, it was remade. It was remade by the same guy with Jeff Bridges in it. Yes. But uh, it the vanishing. Good. The Van- Vanishing. Vanishing, the original yeah. Vanishing is probably one of the oh, scariest it's movies. Terrific, man! If you guys, if uh, people are looking for a very uh, upsetting, like a, like a, upsetting it's, in it, an unpleasant way, unpleasant, it's just horror, uh, horror movies. Then, uh, but you Vanishing still watch is it. way up there. Yeah, like, yeah. Vanishing is in the in the same sort of neighborhood for me as uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is mm. a movie that I really respect. I think it's really well made, but it's not something I'm like. Hey, let's put that on. You know, it's a really fun movie. <laughs> you know, like it's just it leaves you feeling like really hollowed out. Yeah, uh, and if that's really or at, or like Benny's video, those are movies that disturb me and right. scare me, as opposed to Texas Chainsaw. Like Benny's video scared me I, as well. Yes, I mean Texas Chainsaw is like one of the original slasher films. Like if you oh, think yeah. about no, it, no, I know. You know what I mean? But it's just, and that's a really important film. And I'm not necessarily a slasher fan. I. I but I kind of like a, there were things that you know rewatching it for the for, for I hadn't seen it in ages right and yeah. so in c- contextually rewatching it was was kind of amazing you know just 
I could almost smell Texas when I was seeing them sure. driving down the road, you know, and it had yeah. that, 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 that smell of, of, of mesquite wood and all that stuff, you know. So there was something really kind of cool about And then the, the music was there and all the stuff. It was so much great stuff. And it's a, the shots at the opening are like, oh, this is a really good film, you know. And so there was a lot of things about it that even though – even it's because it was a good film that it made slasher such a good genre. Then everyone just made right. slashers movies. They right. weren't actually trying to be a good film, but it's right. because it was a good film that it made slasher okay. films a good film. Well, like uh, I say, uh, yeah, there's a weird convergence of like uh, like teen comedies and slasher movies from this point on. Yes, because uh, like you brought up Meatballs. Like Meatballs is basically. Love Friday the Thirteenth minus a killer. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. well, let's tell jokes instead. But it's the same well, setup because it's cheap to shoot there. That's basically what they're what they're doing. Yeah, you know. And this movie has aspects of both of these things. Yeah, and you have Bill Murray. Amazing. Yeah, I just had to do Bill Murray, and it's just like the whole thing. You can just shoot whatever. Yeah, like, he's in, in Pravi too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the greatest. He is the greatest. I I had to do in. Uh, I had to watch. A movie on Netflix called The Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, it's a sequel. It's a sequel to a movie. Anyway, I had to watch it because I was doing a CG Garage podcast uh, with the guys who uh, do the visual effects for it, and it's like they want to talk about this thing I did. So watch, it. and it is. It's exactly. I mean, it's it's a funny teenage high school thing combined with slashing, killing people, right? <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. And and very gory and. Funny gory, in a sense, but very gory, right? And very not, you know, not uh, not PG, shall we say? Right. Uh, when was the last time you saw this film, Chris? The, uh, Texas Chainsaw Man. When was the last time I saw it? It's one of those films where I've seen it in pieces for a long time. I never had seen it beginning to like consciously sat down and and watched it. I probably yeah. hadn't consciously sat down and watched it for maybe twenty years. Yeah, maybe twenty years. But I'd yeah. seen yeah. pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see it. I really, honestly, it was good to see it. And yeah, you, no. you know, you guys were you're asking about like what kind of horror films. I, you know, the kind of horror film I like is the ones that leave you not just freaked out, but really thinking about things. So, and and I somehow um, let the right one in. That oh, one yeah. really. That yeah. was good. Yeah. And because it's not it just a horror film, it's 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 makes you think about so much more. You know. Yeah, uh, it's about that relationship, and it, it's a love story, really. A well, very and, and it, sad and love story. Yeah, like it's a, <laughs> the real horror story of that movie for me is like the the whole movie is a trap for that boy. Yeah. Like it's it's so it's so terrifying. Like that it's such a bleak, weird mm-hmm. vision of love. Mm-hmm. Like she is uh, basically destroying his entire life. And, yes, just uh, like she destroyed the other little boy. Exactly, an old and man. It's going but to end up the same way at the end. There's such a, a weird love. Like he's so. Oh, it's love. Dependent. The love is yeah. It's, it's like, like misery. Love. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like like its view of love. I mean, like I don't. I'm not saying that they don't love each other. I think that's they they do, but it's very much. It's like love is in the moment only in that movie because like she will fall out of love with that guy, and he will be the guy in the woods desperately hanging somebody upside down to kill them for her to, to feed yeah. her. Like that's right. what's coming for him. And it's, and it's, uh, it's like the, the horror of that movie is outside of the movie. Like it's, it's like right. what happens in your mind after the movie's over yeah. where you're like, 
that's fucking horrifying indeed. Like, that's terrible. What his life is going to look like in 30 years is going to be really yeah. sad. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and she's going to be exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like how, many, how many lives had she gone through in, in her lifetime? Right, or, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 a huge I'm a giant horror movie fan. I have, uh, I'm also the first to admit there are very there are very few movies that are both high quality and great horror movies. Like the, that crossover is pretty is fairly small. It's gotten actually much better in the past few years. Like we have like the you know the horror. Hey, since, Eric, can like, you pan your camera down a bit? All we see is forehead. You asked me to brand it up. Though. I know, but then you then you put your head down. How's this? Now I see just nose. It's awesome. But look down to do what you're doing. There you go. It'll pan up a little bit from there. See, I'm, I'm art directing this. There you go. Oh, look at that. There we go. It's good. Dan, when did yeah. you see this? In the theater? You didn't, in a, no, I saw it on tape. Yeah, tape. I saw it on tape, which is its own yeah, that's sort of like spectacular. Like, that's like, I think the VHS in particular really delivered the goods. Like, it, it maintained the shittiness, made it slightly worse. You had to, like, hide from your parents that you're watching it. And, like, yeah. it, had, it had all the right flavor, you know, uh, uh, to experience this stuff and i think that like it's you know these days uh there's it's hard to have that exact experience i think if you're there like was something about the old, sound of the tape going down like you remember i used to have yeah, the ones feels, that like, clicked down like yeah, that that's this Sometimes nostalgia that territory but it's just like yeah. there's that like <laughs> it's like I, I i i don't know what the equivalent of that is today like the because right. it really felt subversive to watch this stuff and right. uh, and you'd be looking up like, you know, I would you know go th- go like I said go like, comb through Fangoria for ideas of what to watch next, and you would know if it was getting it was like it was okay or if it was way too gory or way too crazy, and it was just sort of a grab bag, and then you go to like the video store and like there'd just be endless endless covers of like the trashiest nastiest looking stuff, you know, and uh, you'd f- feel weird bringing it to the counter and all that stuff. Like I I, I think that that's a that's a kind of flavor that. You don't really get when you're surfing Amazon Prime. No, <laughs> like, and so like there's a, there's a there's a build up to watching a movie like this that uh, yeah uh, I think is is a little missing these days. I do I do remember going with uh, my roommate to the video store in college and trying to see if we can get to the room behind a beaded door. Oh yeah, <laughs> to, to get to the, the nasty uh, yeah, the, no. the, the 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 porn the 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 soft porn and the and the horror films that were back there. <laughs> I, I can't I can't say that uh, the seventies horror collection on um, on uh, Criterion. Uh, I would say about half of them are uh, vampire, lesbian, soft porn films. That mm. maybe up to a third. <laughs> right. So if that's if you're looking for that, they, well, they definitely the sample that. Right? Pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. That's and the, the other draw. thing is also like the the horror film genre of that time was also like you know oh teenagers, teenagers yeah, sure, having sex. Yeah. That's immediate death, right? Like you right. know that's the the, the Friday Thirteenth and all that stuff is all about that. What, what um, are the what are the movies now? Are there horror movies that you've seen recently that have worked for you as well as as this stuff? Let the right one in. Let the, let yeah, the right but see, those in. are yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Later, right one in is a, is, but the, like I think really right the now, Co- Korean Korean horror yep. films are yep. <laughs> taken yep. over as the yep. as the the go to uh, masters of that. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones. I actually have, I brought up before, but like there are a couple of remakes uh, of the '70s stuff that I really like. Like I actually like the um, uh, the uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake is really 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 good. 
And it, um, yeah, I, I like the original, but the, the remake is like, they really go as crazy as they possibly can in that movie. And it's overwhelming. I, when I, I think I saw this with one of our listeners here, uh, Dave. And uh, I remember people leaving in, in droves. Like, hmm. uh, especially there's one sequence about 20 minutes in. Uh, it's very long. And a lot of people get killed in horrible ways all together. And uh, I remember groups of people getting up and leaving because uh, they just couldn't handle it. And uh, it was really, it was very exciting. Like I love, I love when when movies like you can watch movies cross a line for someone, uh, and they're just like, I'm out, I'm tapping out. And uh, what is that new f- that film that's black and white that is about World War One? That is, I, I don't know if it out or it came out last year. Uh, World War but One. Jersey Kaczynski's wrote it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's the the Painted Bird. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, uh, I read the book in high school. We had I, um, I heard it's it's brutal. Dave yeah. says the Strangers out. is one of the better modern horror films. Oh yeah, Strangers seen. is very good. Yeah, I really like the Strangers. Um, that's that's a that's a very good. Like I think with the modern 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 horror is really done well, uh, and way way better than the '70s stuff. Um, is they're great at building mood. Like they they may not be quite as good as following through with the the, the grisly sort of shocking punchline, but the uh, the Strangers is this absolutely perfect uh, mood setup creep you out before anything even happens film and, uh, and it's got Liv Tyler and uh, it's very small scale but it's like you know there are killers that come to this house where the where this uh, newly married couple are staying and they just sort of slowly start terrorizing them and uh, and it goes as far as you know, as you would like a movie like that to go, which is exciting. Um, but the best part of it is like, you know, like the killers show up and not, like just knock on the door, and they're one of them's wearing a strange mask and has sort of a weird conversation. And like, that? just keep going. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say like the like this this the 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 quality of these movies comes from the skill in the filmmaking. You know, like they're they're really good at world building, mood building, and uh, and production. And so that's where it handles that the 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 value the most. Uh, whereas what's missing, even from the strangers, which I really really love, like even the strangers doesn't have the uh, the the uh, I don't even know what I'm going to see next brutality of of this movie. Like mm. where at the end of the movie, like it's like such a it's like a funhouse gone wrong kind of structure, and uh, and there's stuff that that's almost funny that you don't want to laugh at like when the when the they're helping the grandfather uh use the hammer you know like yeah where it's I like know. this is basically a comedy act but this the the setup is so uh upsetting that i can't i don't know what to feel anymore and uh and I, that that's the thing is like all like virtually all modern horror movies like there's a limit uh built into the level of production where i know that they're not going to show me something that's too far for me and part of that's like I've seen too many horror movies, and I'm, I'm numb to this stuff. But like to recapture that sort of like, oh shit, this is really gone. I was unprepared for this. Is really really mm-hmm. rare. But yeah, Strangers, Strangers is uh, is very good. And I would say there's a there's a sequel to The Strangers, um, which is basically terrible, but has some really great inventive stuff in it that is almost well like what I'm talking about. So I would say definitely watch The Strangers and then fast forward through Strangers too. Uh, Did you see the, the remake of the Texas Chainsaw by Marcus Nispel? 
Is it any I, good? Yeah, I did see this. I, I, I thought it was good in its own way. Like, I think that it was so, you know, like it's, it's pro, you know, yeah. it's pro. And uh, like, I think that like, there's something to be said for that. If you're looking for, if you're looking for something that, that works, that's it, you know, um, but it doesn't have the, the grab, you know, like, uh, you can put up with shitty acting in a movie that's this scary. And, uh, and whereas like, I, you know, I think that like, at a certain point, production value becomes a hindrance in this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it's a it's a kind of thing that I'm waiting for the the YouTube and TikTok generation to solve. Like I'm wondering what their solution to this is because someone's going to have to try to f- figure this out at some point. Um, you know, in the so, in mid mid 80s it was the or mid 90s it was the or I'm sorry mid 2000s it was the it was like the Paranormal Activity movies and that kind of works. Blair Witch did a little bit. Blair Witch was very effective, but it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. You know, I know the 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 producer of Blair Witch. Oh wow, that's great! Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, he's a movie. very interesting guy. I talked to him. Uh, quite, he's actually been on my podcast. Oh, that's cool. I <laughs> Don't didn't realize that. like he's actually because he started getting involved in at EA and started doing video game stuff and yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I wonder what that transition was like for him. I know Blair Witch had a uh, a uh, had a checkered. Yeah. Che- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Checkered situation. Yeah. Like the, sure. there's never been a movie that made I don't think I think the ratio yeah. uh, money. of for money on that movie is is bigger than any movie that has ever been made. No, Paranormal Activity is probably Paranormal bigger. Activity beat it. Well, it is like it's wild. I think and Paranormal the, Activity was made for seventy five thousand dollars. And they made like half a billion. Or over a billion. Over a billion total. Sharknado. Uh, Sharknado. Yeah, but Sharknado, yeah, I don't, Sharknado yeah, I don't didn't think, go out in theaters. Right. No, no, but and and Sharknado has made an enormous amount of money. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think it's made – I don't think it's made like Blair – I think overall the Sharknado series has made a shitload of money. Like that's a, that's been a good investment for those guys for sure. Oh, yeah. um, but like uh, the, the people that made Blair Witch got royally screwed, like wildly yeah. screwed. They got nothing. They got nothing out of that. Like people are making – whole careers and hundreds of millions of dollars and the people that made the movie nothing <laughs> really like was, it. it really was that bad it really was that bad yeah they really it's got screwed. really embarrassing really embarrassing that that happened and there was no they didn't get any kind of um they couldn't sue or they couldn't do any of that no they because they signed contracts man uh, they <sighs> want to get the movie made so they signed bad contracts and uh, you know people are this is why people who are you know artists should have a slight amount of business degree yeah it's and lawyers are expensive but yeah. you'll <laughs> without it will be worth it yeah. yeah like you want to be the guy you know who's uh who made the billion dollar film and is living in a shitty studio apartment in you know uh, a crappy yep. area of la you know have it still has to get a job as a barista yeah exactly that's that things man I've... yeah yeah it's brutal it's brutal but yeah, no Blair Witch, man. When I first saw that, I I can't remember who it was that recommended it to me, but I saw it. I saw it thinking at when at the time when people were still thinking this is a documentary. I thought it was a documentary. So, Going into it, I yeah, thought it was yeah, a documentary. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like halfway through, I knew it was it had to be fake. But yeah. like I I had already been I had already emotionally bought into it by that point. Yeah. So I was like, you know, well I'm I already have this shit scared out of me. So I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter if I know that it's fake. I'm already you already got me. Uh, right. And I think that. Uh, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I wouldn't be surprised if that held up pretty well. 
Um, but I, I do love, uh, I do like found footage movies. I'm always looking for a good one. But you see, that's the thing, right? There's a ton of found footage movies, but Blair Witch was the one of the first ones to sort of put it out there like that. Right. And then that, and it was a good movie. And that's why that genre happened. Yeah. You start yep. with a good movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know what I mean? you don't just say, well, it was a shitty movie, but it's the first one we've and ever seen. Yeah, exactly. that does found footage it's so it's, very very rare that anything like yeah, that it has to be a good movie to start we with we should do then a whole it could be a show called good movie bad contract and just like a good yeah, movie that ruins someone's career right right exactly oh there's a lot of those lots of those i'm looking at you elizabeth berkeley <laughs> yeah like uh I, th- I i definitely think that like especially in horror like horror is usually made by people who really care about horror and uh like like you don't really get it because like, it's not the kind of movie that you're going to want to make unless you're really into watching them in the first place uh, and they're too trashy and you don't want to be like you know in the uh, in the deep deep well of Netflix where people are like they've been searching for like 25 minutes and haven't found anything and then they find your movie so if you're making a horror movie you're probably doing it because you love the love the stuff um, but uh, well, like, also horror films are cheap good to launch make. career well, yeah, like I think yeah. that like they're great. They're a great production model to make money. Like, and so like producers, you know, people who make horror movies, in terms of like the producers who make horror movies, like that's a wise investment. But for directors, like you normally come at it saying, "I want to make this great work of art, and then show that I'm a great director, and then I'll be directing mainstream dramedies yeah. and blah blah blah." Like it's when you when you come out of the gate making a horror movie, people want you to remain a horror director. Like that's what you do. You know, and uh, and you're and you get sort of stuck in it, and horror is still has this very, you know, sort of, um, uh, you know, sh- like a, it has a schlocky veneer to when it's talked about. Like, oh, I guess there's, you know, like there's horror films, but those aren't real films, you know, um, and that's why you have the discussion that happens a lot on Twitter is the, you know, uh, is it uh, is it horror or is it elevated horror? An elevated horror film, which is like, you know, what is uh, an elevated horror film? That's that's one with good acting and high production values, and sort of like a maybe a, a oh, more. So the horror is only bad acting and cheap yes. budgets. Yes. Oh, that's BS. Oh, it's total BS. <laughs> it's total BS. And like, but but it's because how technically, ex- like 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 I would I would consider uh, 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 Science of the Lambs a horror film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is and it's very yeah across the board yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but like there, there's actually an argument on Twitter right now about whether Silence Lens is a horror film, um, because it's too good, and then people are just like, no, that's too good to be considered just a horror film. That's like a, just a. Uh. <laughs> but they are my talking about the worst people are the worst. There's a campiness quality in that. In there's some scenes in Silence that I still laugh at today. Like oh, when, yeah. the guy, when the guy lost his face and the cops come up and it's like, that's Joe Cosgrove. You know, like oh, it's started, great. That, it's it's, that it's real so shtick. Like, shtick out of a comic yeah. book. And so yeah, absolutely. Quote that back, you know, like the old days. Like, that's Joe that's Cosgrove. Joe Pembry. That's so good. Yeah. And it was almost like the guy, you know, hit hookie hat chat. You know, oh, it's of, so good. It's so good. And it was yeah. that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Warren Oates comes in. Yeah. It's like that kind of stuff where you're just like, yeah, okay. Okay. That to me is, um, and even what's his name, Buffalo Bill. Right. You mean you mean the fat girl? You know that kind oh, of like, big girl, kind of fat yeah, person. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That stuff is like was hokey. Yeah. Well, that's the the brilliance. Wasn't of the movie he also that, on Armageddon? 
Uh, yeah, perhaps he's also that's in true. Heat. <laughs> he's he in, is heat. in he's, heat. He is he's in, in heat. the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he is. He is a wonderful, wonderful actor. That guy. Uh, but yeah, no, I think like the uh, uh, like the greatness of uh, uh, Silence Lambs is that like it's definitely doing this stuff on purpose. Like it's like balancing this like weird, intense realism with this very comic booky stuff. Well, that was a know. big influence on um, uh, God. I totally forgot his name. He's de- uh, he passed away. The director of Silence. Oh, uh, John, uh, Jonathan Demme. Demme, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he a basically he, he liked that movie a lot. Uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. But oh, there's sure. definitely there's definitely camp. And to say it's yeah. not a horror film, like when he's pushing that couch in in the it's truck great. and she helps yeah. him, it's like uh, holy shit, that's a horror like, film. Yeah, with and a the rock and roll with yeah. American Girl playing. It's like come After on. all it yeah. was yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, and I like can the, never listen to that song again without oh, thinking about the Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like I mean sure. like that's that's the kind of stuff like when when he when she helps him get the couch into the van, Beautiful. like the the audience is complicit in this. They're like we know what this is. We know what's happening. It's not a shock scare. Like we're savoring this because yeah, it's no, terrible. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Like that's the joy of the thing in the first place, you know? And so like the, the, that, that they get like that. He has that sort of cartoony edge to it. I think you're right. It's like, that's the same thing that happens in, um, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, there's a goofy quality to it that is disarming. Get Papa you know? down here. Yeah. Hey Dan, can you fix your camera? Because all I see is like your nose and mouth. Oh, that's just beard. One hundred percent beard. It's right, a beard shot. It's all. There we, there go. we go. Is that better? Here, I'll go. Let's yeah. scoot over here. But yeah, no, they think that that's a that's a really important part of making horror work well. Like there are very few horror movies that I love that aren't also a little tiny bit funny. Like The Shining is funny. The Shining mm-hmm. has a lot of like total comic setup in it, um, but it's played very strangely, and that's why it's upsetting. You know, like when uh, when Nicholson's at the bar is kind of funny. You know, like the whole scene with the bartender is really good. Um, That's why it, American it, Werewolf in London throws you off too. Yeah, totally. oh, because it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But it's and still, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary as shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's so gritty, and it's just like what the. And by the time he's in the tube station and the mm-hmm. desperation in him, you're totally like you're really. You very absolutely you love these characters. I mean, it's such a beautiful film too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's absolutely great. Yeah, like the and the thing is like even the opening, the opening gag in American um, Werewolf is the like is also similar to uh, Chainsaw Massacre and like where you have these two guys who are you know they're doing this backpack across uh, the mm-hmm. you know Scotland or whatever it is, and like they're not taking it very seriously. Like they're they're, hey, they're Rath, joking, how are you? joking, joking. You know, and uh, and everyone around them is like, you should take this seriously. And they're like, we're not going to take it seriously. And then they start walking and getting lost. And the jokes start getting more strained. And the fact that the humor is seeping out of the movie is part of what makes it more scary. You know, and that's that's what happens in this thing where it's like, here's some slapstick. It's like when they in Texas Chainsaw, when they pick up the hitchhiker. Like it starts out as like goofy weird weirdness. Like, look at this wacko hick that we picked up, and it's not funny that we're kind of making fun of him. And then he starts acting dangerous in a way that they almost can't escape, you know. And and it's such a slow fade between those tones that you don't know where it was that they should have kicked him out, but they should have kicked him out by now. You know, yeah. he's like cut. He's like cutting his hand open, and you're like, 
what what are we doing? <laughs> like, and he's taking his time doing it. Yeah. And they're all just going, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's like I'm, I've become a huge <laughs> fan of uh, Fincher's. I didn't. That's funny. I didn't like it when I first saw it, uh, but I've become a huge fan of Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, and I watched it a lot recently. I'm like, this is actually. Yeah, I think it's one of his best movies now. Um, but there's a scene at the end when uh, the bad guy essentially just, you know, the killer essentially asks the good guy to come inside, and right. like the guy knows who the killer is. Like he, it's not like it's not a mystery anymore. And right. and then the killer's like, it's so funny that people, you know, are more afraid of uh, 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 embarrassing themselves. Uh, than they are of dying. Of dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they're more mortified at like the social situation uh-huh. <laughs> than they are of getting killed. You know, and I think that like that's that's essentially what's happening. That fan scene in the in Texas Chainsaw, where you're just like like they think that they like these kids think that they're like yeah they got it all under control. Like they, this is their world. It's the van, and then they let this dude in. Who like you shouldn't have picked up in the first place? But looking, watching it dawn on like, what what are we thinking? Like, why did we even think this was a good idea? Right. Is essentially the, that's the whole movie in a single scene. You know, really, really fantastic. Yeah, I remember actually the beginning of the pandemic. You know, we're all wearing masks and whatever. And some guy I was talking to, and uh, he like he goes out to reach to shake my hand, and I was like. I shouldn't shake someone's hand. There's a pandemic, but I was embarrassed to be, be to not rude. do it. <laughs> I don't want to be anyway. rude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be rude. I know I may be killing myself, but I don't want to be rude. Yeah, it's it's so freaky, man. Oh, and look, I I just want to insert here the movie that upset me the most from the '70s horror list. I'm just going to keep on going back to it on Criterion. Is uh, is well, this uh, is what inspired this episode. That's so. right. So it's still semi on point. Still is, valid. Still valid. Yeah. Uh, and we got to get better at responding to our Twitch channel. So you guys have to pay attention. Uh, uh, Hi, Rafty. Just, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Rafty? Um, is you just uh, started following us three minutes ago. Excellent. Um, it is uh, uh, George Romero's The Crazies? Oh, yeah. Uh, is a uh, it's. It, it has the same sort of janky quality in terms of production quality, acting, and all that stuff. That movie is so on point for right now that it's like it's almost unwatchable. Like I was just like, this is freaking me out. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. this is really freaking me out. You know what's interesting? Okay, uh, some of you guys, especially anyone who's lived in the UK or in Europe in the in the in the seventies, or, or actually more specifically in the eighties, remember a show called Not the Nine O'clock News? Do you guys ever yes. see Not the Nine O'clock News? No. Yeah. Well, I think it was my anyway. It was one of the first. That's where uh, what's his name, uh, Mister Bean, uh, Roland Atkinson. Roland Atkinson. Yeah. So that was one of the first things he ever did. Was that he did this before Black Adder and all that stuff? And it was a sketch comedy show that they did. And it was three guys, English guys, and they were really funny. And it was really funny. But <laughs> they did a sketch comedy thing where this cop and i was watching it i was like somehow it came up on my youtube feed and i watched it's like oh not the nine o'clock news i love that and i watched it it's like and it's a cop who's yelling at another cop for repeatedly wrongfully arresting someone and they were jokingly like you know you keep arresting this guy and turns out it's like you were and it's like is it are you arresting him because he's black (laughs) 
No. <laughs> is there like, something oh. about him that you are attracted like, to it's like, arresting? Why you, you arrested him for having short curly hair? You arrested yeah. him for yeah. like I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, and I was that's like, a little oh. chilling. When you listen yeah. to that, it's like, yeah, but they made it really like if you could think of it contextually, it was kind of funny the way they did it, or whatever. It's like, oh right. well, he's a racist. That's funny. Uh-huh. There's like, the problem. That's <laughs> interesting. They're like, wait a minute, and this is like it just today it was just really hard to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I was yeah. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's certain things now that are just hard. I mean, just like the like Trump wants to do a big freaking speech from his balcony to a crowd of people i'm like do you not watch footage of mussolini i mean i, I don't know, know what's Come wrong on, guys. like there's <laughs> <laughs> somebody on the film crew that shot that for him went to film school somebody yeah, yeah <laughs> somebody, like seriously really reminds me of something what is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I, I remember on, i was on. in class we were covering german Lini, cinema Fellini something something Fellini this is like a Fellini film Fellini that's Lini. it yeah, <laughs> not Lini Riefenstahl just... oh god oh god yeah that's yeah, a nightmare that's a nightmare but yeah no I think that like all these it's like we're living in our own cartoon world right now like everything it's just is so, really so just high. like we what are. the fuck yeah no it's insanity it's totally insanity like the and I think that that's why like I even I we've talked about this before it's like during the pandemic like even like I love watching the most upsetting stuff that I can find I'm like, I, I dig that stuff up um, but I've reached my limits even watching the crazies I was like I'm gonna watch this in parts I feel a little bit overwhelmed by this you know like it starts it starts grinding you down after a while and watching even more you know it's it's not cathartic anymore it's 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 just overwhelming um and uh i didn't feel that way about texas chainsaw but uh i would say you know fire beware with the uh the 70s horror list there's some weird weird stuff in this um and uh stuff like uh death line and uh images was really where it's robert altman movie um and uh it's really, it's beautiful. It's gorgeously made, but it's really claustrophobic and locked in a single house in a way that it, I was like, <sighs> no I don't need that right now. I don't need that. Yeah. Well made, Robert right. Altman. We love you, but that's a, that's a hard watch. That's a hard watch today. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, and uh, Rathdee says, I recommend Mr. Science Theater as an escape from the hellscape of real life. Yeah. <laughs> Much agreed. Much uh. agreed. <laughs> No more hellscapes. You know what I've been watching? What's that? You know, (laughs) fly fly fishing videos. (laughs) Fly fishing videos, man. Actually, watching there's a there's a Scottish guy, uh, and I forgot his name on YouTube, but he ties flies that are gorgeous, and it's it's basically like um, like Bob Ross in a in a second, right? So he's just very calmly, and he's got this beautiful Scottish accent. And you, and you just see these close-ups of him tying flies, which is what inspiring me to do my tie flying, uh, tie fly tying videos. Fly tying, I was yeah. Fly tying it is, and so yeah, uh, th- those are really great to to just like I just need to think about something else. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I definitely any any of the um, it's like I've talked about the uh, I think they're Norwegian uh, or in that area anyway the uh, the slow TV stuff from Netflix. Where What's this slow TV? Slow TV. Um, if you if you just go to Netflix and hit it, you'll find them. Uh, it's like eight hour train rides, and oh, that's it. Right. And so it's just a camera out the front of the train, and nice. uh, uh, it's a, it's it's the same kind of soothing flavor that like Yule log videos have. 
uh, and you can just let it run. It's on Netflix, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've found them kind of addictive. Have you heard (laughs) anybody, because we all have kids, like about that octopus film? Everyone's telling us to watch it. What octopus film? I don't know. On Netflix. It's like My Friend the Octopus. I know nothing about this. Yeah. Check it out. Just look it up. It's like a guy befriended an octopus. My octopus. My octopus teacher. Yes. My octopus teacher. There we go. I don't know anything about this. It is live action. There you go. That's where, that's what we, that's the new martini giant flavor right there. <laughs> yeah, but apparently the guy screwed the octopus over on the contract, so he like I knew it, man. no back end. Exactly. No back yeah. Don't sign on the gross. Sign on the yeah. net. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, what are you doing, octopus? You You're know supposed why? to be smart because the, oct- the octopus was a sucker. <laughs> oh my god, there it is. Thank hey, you for taking the hit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is the, Dave very, says. Very good. Dave 3D guy says this is the third time I've heard people rave about the octopus film. I do not know anything about the octopus film. Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. I will report back on this. Yeah, I'm going to watch it this weekend. I think, um, but I heard it's it's fantastic. Uh, I'm uh, currently looking up uh, Netflix slow TV for you. Did you see so the trailer? Oh yeah, Man? very excited. Oh, Man, which yeah. one? My daughter's excited for it. Which one? That's David Fincher's new movie is coming out on Netflix, black and white. It's about the making of Citizen Kane via oh, yeah, the story yeah, yeah. of Herman Mankiewicz. Gary Oldman. Um, yep, and Gary Oldman. Mm. And the guy who plays uh, Orson Welles is uh, the guy from The Souvenir. If you haven't seen that, that's a really good movie, and he's really good in it. And he's like, he looks exactly like Orson Welles. Has the same vocal. Uh, Tamper, or whatever you whatever you call it, um, but the movie is shot as if it you know, it's made to look like a um, Greg nineteen forties Greg Tolan style uh, picture, and it's mm. uh, it's lovely. It's really really beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like that was going to be great looking because um, one of my favorite music videos is Justin Timberlake's uh, 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 was it suit and tie, the black and white one he did. Oh yeah, yeah I love oh, that. Magnificent. Didn't he use a black and white red camera? I think so, There yes. is a red yep. camera that only has black and white, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. And, yeah, th- and like, Rafty it's definitely- says he hasn't heard about the, the, the Citizen Kane thing, so that's cool. Yeah. It's, this is- the trailer is so beautiful. I do I like having more – I do like having more people – uh, the audience. Uh, yeah, it's nice. Dan it's and I just so everybody knows we're really for this, and Chris is like, "No, I don't like the fans. I don't like other people. <laughs> I hate the fans, obviously. Like- and we really, Dan and I had to put the screws to Chris and say, "Look, these are people <laughs> who right. care. These are the people who support us." And Dan, Chris is like, right. "No, these are the ones that are paying our salary." <laughs> Chris right. is like, "Oh God, get rid of these people." Right. Yeah, yeah like uh, uh, we all right. have COVID. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Shaking hands just because out of shame. Yeah, the uh, uh, Rafty definitely check out the video. The, uh, uh, the the trailer is out right now. It looks super super good. I saw I saw people complaining about like why would you shoot something on video and make it black and white? And I'm like, I don't understand the logic of that very thoroughly. Can anyone explain that to me? Like, why would you? Is black and white a flaw? <laughs> like, I don't know what that point of view is. Like, why not make it look the way you want it to look? Yeah, I, okay, this is good. Rathy asked an interesting question that could keep us occupied for at least another hour. But what do you – he's asking, what do we think about uh, Dune being pushed back? Because I'm okay with it. My another year until release means another year of polish. No. Well, first of all, it's not – it shouldn't be over-polished because that can ruin a movie. you got to be careful about those types of things. But the illusion 
that it's going to be in a theater. <laughs> yeah, the that's, that's is unstable is, prediction right there. Unstable yeah, prediction. So, so, so the reason it's being pushed back is that they're hoping that the theaters will be found. Remember, they what's the uh, Regal theaters or whatever? The, those theaters are are closed Boy, down. Yeah. 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 So. Th- Streaming is going to be a viable way to release high quality movies now. Yeah. Um, well, you so. remember how it was when, like, you, like when when you first renting things on, you know, on you know, renting things to stream, like there was a, a sort of like straight to DVD flavor to it, um, and that uh, you know it's just like oh, it's obviously going to be the bottom of the barrel stuff, you know. Like, like Fincher, the, the Fincher yeah, was the one who dismantled that whole. It, he totally did, you know. And so now you have yeah. stuff like Roma, and you have Buster Scruggs, and Thanks, which man. I believe yeah. you've seen, Eric. The um, <laughs> but like all that stuff is <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but all that stuff is is breaking that out, and everyone yeah. has a you know like you know uh, even you know. You know, lower income families have decent televisions to watch things on, so there's not a lot of like motivation to uh, go out to the theater to start with anymore. And they're struggling to try to get, get people a in. high quality 55 inch TV for like 500 bucks now. For right. less. Yep. Now, now that doesn't mean that, like I'm not making an argument that like my, our TV is better than going to movie. Like I would always prefer to go to a movie theater to see a great movie. It's because like, you're one hundred percent. It is because <laughs> like if you had a choice between having a sixty uh, inch television or a sixty foot television, you'd take the sixty foot television. The only problem is that there are jerks in theaters that make noise and use phones. Like, Which is basically problem. what we're proposing we do on this channel. <laughs> yes, but that's because if you wanted to go to a theater to see jerks that use phones, then you'd expect to see the jerks that use phones. We are the jerks that use phones. You see, you contradict yourself, Dan. Uh, I'm, I'm staying right on point, more or less. More or less. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but that's the that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm, I'm very much into the theater experience. I love the theater experience. I will always search for it. I think it's probably doomed. You really do. Completely. I think, think it's. I think it's doomed. Now, 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 Raph, you wrote. Okay, uh, totally fair points. I haven't had any keeping up, but uh, with recent and recent direct to streaming releases, how are the numbers? The exact. That's a good point. There is no way There's to no know data. the numbers. There's no data. <laughs> they, don't, the they do not. They do not publish that data. They do not publish that data. That's the thing. Is everyone's like, like, well, how much move? How much money did this movie make this weekend? That's not how because it works. Because the movie doesn't. Like, you take a movie like Roma. Roma doesn't make any money. Roma is an advertisement for subscriptions. So like, Roma is so so. Here's what's interesting: Netflix is competing for your attention, not yeah. for your money, yeah. right? So the greatest competitor to Netflix isn't Amazon or whatever. Its greatest competitor is Fortnite because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Absolutely. whatever is on yeah. the screen is your yeah. competitor. Right. So that's that's you know YouTube is a competitor to yep. uh, you know like they, they're they're paid the in news. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they, these guys make their money on subscriptions, and so when right. you're watching anything like that, like if you if you signed up to Netflix to watch Roma, uh, then Roma was the advertisement that brought you to Netflix. Like right. it's an it's an advertising budget issue for them. They're not worried about whether Roma makes money. They just want to make sure that they develop like Roma, especially is like you want to not only you know like the number of subscribers you bring on from Roma is probably smaller than the number of subscribers you bring on from an Adam Sandler movie. Right. But mm. the the cachet that comes along with something like Roma is something that gets you out of the direct to DVD bin flavor. 
and that's what they need. They're polishing the apple when they do that. And like that's that's the kind of thing that they are uh, focusing on doing. Like they want to divide things into niches, uh, so people know what to expect, and then they want to offer up like ten or so like real polished bits of work a year to make sure that they keep your attention. Um, but it's it's something they can't talk about how much money it made because the, none of the money is going to the movie. The movie's already been paid. Yeah. So so we're also asking it's like uh, does the closure of theaters affect? Uh, this is from. Um, Monkey Man, uh, does the closure of theaters affect the eligibility of rules for awards and things, i.e. the Academy trying to uh, exclude Netflix only? Yeah, well, they're yes. in the basket on that one. Yeah, yeah sure. Because the Academy is fucked, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the Academy Awards are on kind of unstable territory in terms of like people yeah. seriously to begin with. No one this takes is definitely, it, now, yeah. now it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, just... All of it doesn't matter. Like, right. you're starting to realize the entire system is, like... Suddenly, yeah. the emperor has no clothes, right? right. The theater system is, is BS. The whole – there's like 17 middlemen between making a movie and going into the theaters, and they were right. all lining their pockets. Yeah. All of those people are out of work. Yeah, yeah. It's all, you're all right? fired. That's that. Yeah. yeah. I mean just look at how many people have been let go from CAA. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, like or, one or third whatever. CAA or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now Warner Media is, is losing a ton of people. Right. You know. there's, th- these were these were movies that were produced by lawyers who were basically lining their pockets. Right. And now you're going directly to Netflix and say, okay, I'll just put it there. And I'll get, I'll get my paycheck. It's not going to be – I'm not getting points or whatever. All that system is BS. So I'm right. just getting a paycheck. I made my movie. And yeah, it's middlemen for middlemen for middlemen. Yeah, and like yep. once you clear all that stuff out, suddenly you can make movies that you want to make. But I mean, like the yeah. this is the thing. It's like the uh, there's a uh, uh, Dave. You don't have guy. to deal with the, uh, the MPAA either. Exactly. Exactly. The, like it's that, those are another the, horrible people. This is the thing, right? It's like there's a uh, there's a thread that um, I'm following right now as part of a there's a writers group that our our, our listener Dave 3D guy runs, and uh, there's a chat back and forth about like uh, is it the end of movies in general in terms. Oh, we lost part of our audio. Oh no! I don't Sad. know how long uh, our our stream stopped. I don't know. Uh oh! Is it picking up again? I don't know. Squadcast letting us down. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Oh, we maybe lost three minutes. Okay, good, good, good. All right, no sweat. Oh, good. Maybe we lost three minutes. Oops, sorry about that. Uh, video. You're back. Sorry um, about that, Twitch guys. Uh, no, and if people sorry. are listening on the on the podcast, uh, there's about three minutes we lost, but hopefully it was good. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, for guys in the Twitch stream, uh, they're asking. Yeah, the Twitch whether, stream, you guys are fine. You guys, you guys, are guys didn't the, miss it, the full thing, the full experience. But it's somehow our, our, our recording, our recording stopped for for three minutes. Yeah. So uh, was, during was, a very heated conversation, <laughs> an exciting <laughs> no, conversation. No, it wasn't yeah. heated. I wasn't. No disagreements at all. At all no disagreements. Yeah. No disagreements. Yeah. But the point is, what I was saying. I disagree. I think we all agree. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> exactly. So yes. Hold on. Hold on. But yeah, I'm such an asshole. I'm such an asshole. Yes. That people are now like, you know, we could do whatever we want, like you said, Dan, but you go first because they're afraid to go first. But I also feel like as things start to move forward, there's going to be this huge part of the system that's going to be vindictive. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Like sure. the theater owners or people heavily invested in theaters or the, the MPAA. Or there's a lot of groups that are going to go on the wayside and there's going to be a lot of vindictive fighting. Yeah, Which is absolutely. Gonna, it's going to be real tumultuous. Yeah, and you have and you have all these studios that are like you know like 
way after the horse left the barn. They're trying to create like uh, yes. streaming services, you know, just like guys, <laughs> you know, like this is the way it's been going for, you know, two years plus. That's right. And now you want to try find, you know, suddenly turn this stuff around. Like, I remember. I actually remember speaking of all this. I remember very specifically when that happened. I started to realize, like, huh, this was when. Uh, uh, and net, remember, at this time, Netflix was really still mostly uh, a DVD rental service. Right. Uh, they had just basically, you know, they, it was around the time that they pretty much destroyed Blockbuster, and they were going for the next thing. Right. Blockbuster and, destroyed itself. Well, I know. Oh yeah, I know. yeah. That, but yeah. but uh, the the uh, the what was going on was uh, uh, they were starting to they were optioning all of these titles. They were optioning things, and they were paying a lot of money for it. Not optioning. They're basically licensing, uh, specifically Mad Men. They played a lot of money for Mad Men, right? Uh, that was on Netflix, and that was a big deal. Um, and w- what? was interesting is that we, you and I were working on, speaking of which, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Adventures mm-hmm. thing, right? right? And we were doing that and then we were going to be going on to Oblivion, but there was a lag between the two things and then Lisa Baru, our producer, says, oh, well, we need a little time. Um, uh, the uh, uh, So they made us basically uh, go to we were doing this show. We were doing this. It's like, we're doing this thing on Netflix. And I'm like, Netflix and Netflix was like, we said it was like the cheap straight to DVD thing. Right. And it was like, no, David Fincher is doing something on Netflix and he needs us to work, help him on some visual effects. And it's like, and I was like, these are, this is big. And he's like, yeah, it's a thing called house of cards. It's a remake mm-hmm. of a British show. And I was like, yep, okay. Right. And, and I remember it was like, and I was like, wait a minute. And then I started realizing like, nope, Netflix, this is it. This is the end. This yep. is how movies are going to. This is this is it. So that's Netflix go. is going to become a major, major powerhouse. And, right, and, and the thing is, that, yeah, like, and, I, and the thing is, I mean, you you guys know, I, w- I was slow to turn around on like whether I, this was a good idea. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I was just like, I was afraid that this was going to uh, devolve, and uh, and uh, and it didn't. And uh, it, it's actually ended up with uh, like they support a lot of the, the greatest stuff that's been made. Um, and that's because they, the, the greatness of it is that they don't care what gets made. Like they don't care what it is. They care that it, uh, uh, it brings them, uh, niche, niche viewers, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that add to their brand and like the, the nichiness of this thing allows an incredible amount of freedom in terms of what you are making. Like they don't, right. like, yeah. they're they're not they're not interested in like promoting a particular kind of movie because it's always made money. They're like, if this is what's popular right now and we can identify the niche, then we're going to produce for that niche. Like that's what's going to help us out. And so they think that the like what's the biggest transition that has to be made for people you know, like my my own mindset is we have to stop thinking in terms of is it movies or is it TV or is it blah 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 like it's all the same stuff now like there are all the limitations that you sort of categorize the stuff into like oh well cinema is this and you know television works like this and all that like that's all made up you don't have to pay attention to any of that anymore like you can do right. literally whatever you want in fact like you're rewarded for being experimental with it um, and because like David Fincher's work with House of Cards and with Mindhunter, like that's going to go down as changing uh, the way streaming works. You know, like that's going to be that, that's going to be a landmark in how we view this stuff. Because like the economics of why movies are two hours, you know, is because that's the price point at which 
it 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 balances the rental for the seat balances out with the turnover for the seat rental. You know, that's why movies are mm-hmm. two hours. Um, movies don't have right. to be two hours. They can be twelve minutes. They can be twelve hours. It doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like people or seem an eight to, hour train ride, <laughs> or, or an eight hour train ride. Exactly. Like it's an experience that people want to have. That's all that's happening. And yeah. it's been bifurcated for so long, where like there's TV technique and TV storytelling, and then there's film storytelling, and both of them work in different ways. Like you can now start using the tools of one to help the other, um, and that's why TV uh, has become much more like. Uh, movies and movies have become much richer and longer and deeper by becoming television shows. You know, like Mindhunter is not something you can do in two hours. You know, that's something you have to do over the course of three 10 hour movies or two 10 hour movies now. That's how it works. You know, and uh, and so like it's it's getting rid of the the preconceptions that we have as filmmakers uh, and as audience members that limit these productions and like you're saying, uh, Eric is to, uh, is to go you first, you know, stop, stop saying you, you go first, like be the, be the, be the first. They're not going you know. to now, you know. by the way, if I can just, um, say I'm talking something. about the most risk averse people in the world, <laughs> <laughs> filmmakers, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. studios, but studios, the, yeah. And yeah. studios, everybody. But the thing, the thing money, that I also everything. feel like is going to be a wrench in the works. Remember I was mentioning earlier, like there's going to be a sense of, there's going to be a vindictiveness coming post COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about it the other day because I know that commercial real estate is really taking a dump because everybody's working from home. I really right. think states are going to start implementing higher bandwidth ta- taxes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, which are going to start. affect, you know, everybody streaming and the cost of your streaming device and cost yep. of all that stuff. There's going to oh, be that's a, the net neutrality problem comes up. Again, yeah, you know? that's going there to be really go. come to head, and they're going to start saying, "Look, we got net a budget. neutrality." Once the election happens, net neutrality is going to flip the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Trust me, so. the Elizabeth Warrens of the world will have more power, and that neutrality <laughs> yes. is going to flip back to yes. it's a dumb pipe, and this is how we do business, yeah. and we're not going to start taxing people or prioritizing networks based on corporate interests. Yeah, that's a so very that's bad idea. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's a dumb idea. Bad yeah. no, idea. Just, I feel like because – Bad idea genes. I understand Bad idea that. genes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that – I don't gonna, hear you, Eric. No, no. I there's going to be a huge budget shortfall because commercial real estate is taking a dump. Right. A lot of states are are running into a lot of pension um, defaults, and you know they're 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 like CalPERS in California is you know in the hole for a hundred two hundred billion or something ridiculous that they're going to start taxing because of this stuff, and it, the wayside is going to be the arts that are going to suffer because of the new technology with this new technology. Right, right. So it's well, it's too that's the vindictiveness part as I was mentioning. Sure. But yeah, like all this like that, Chris, all this- Chris is vindictive. Yeah, of course. Yes, oh, I am being optimistic, Rathy, about the the way the election is going to change. But I, <laughs> yes, I'd rather think that way than and, and uh, no, no, yeah. no, it's going to happen that way. Just yes, don't. I'd be, rather let's think stay that positive. Way. Let's stay no, positive. just let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> don't talk about it. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Close his eyes. Um, yeah. That rock back and forth <laughs> holding these. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be right back. I'll be right back. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. But yeah, no, I think because like, hopefully the stream doesn't break while I walk away. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what you're saying, Eric, is you know, like that's the only thing that they can throttle is distribution. 
and qual- right. the quality of distribution. And that's the only control they have. And they have literally control over nothing else because not only is the, like, the dollar comes from creativity because people want, the, like, they want things to be a la carte and service them and their interests. Like, they know, they're not going to put up with, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, like mid seventies TV where you get all the stars of, you know, Charlie's angels in a, uh, you know, in a potato sack race as uh, some kind of watchable television, <laughs> you know, like that's battle Jacqueline of the network Smith stars. Is not gonna fly. Hot, though, but, well, yeah. that saying. but, uh, but yeah, it's like the, like people want, uh, their interests to be plugged into. And that's where the money is for Netflix. And that's what they're going to try and service. But, and the other side, the other side of it is that production itself is becoming incredibly easy. And you do not need uh, a billion people to make your movie anymore. You know, you can. Uh, <laughs> Monkey Man knew what I was talking about. Battle of the Network Stars, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that 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 thing, that that factor of of bandwidth issues is huge. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they're going to try and do it, but like people are going to put up with it. Like, they, like the they, like that's not something that people are going to deal oh. with very well. They're, you're used to having their own way now, which is good. You know, and I think that the the production level, because because you can like anybody now can make uh, an eight hour dialogue free, totally artsy version of 2001 if they want to. And it will find an audience. The audience exists. Right. And uh, if those people that want to like if those people that are, are threatened want to make any money at all, throttling that isn't going to help. them. It's going to it's going to kill them faster. Like they're choking themselves by doing that. You know, like, I was just saying, like, I'm, yeah, I, like I feel like the states or the governments are going to start to see it as a way to make a lot of money. And they're just going to sure. start raising the rates for the bandwidth and parsing it out differently. And maybe I'm wrong. It's just there's going to be something because it it's definitely houses being cleaned. And right. um, but with that new frontier, it's there's going to be some bumps. And yeah. it seems like there that- is there's there. I don't. I'm okay with less office space. No, I, <laughs> no I, doubt. I, I, I am the same no boat doubt. as you, but there's Much still agreed. there's still a lot of banks and there's still a lot of you know commercial real estate takes a dump. You know you'll but, feel it. Like for example, my company I work at, you know, uh, Chaos Group, we the, the people bought less licenses of our stuff, for right. sure, right? But we saved a ton of money on travel. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You don't realize how much how much we were spending on airplane tickets, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 basically we did okay. We were fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, because we spent so much less on other things. Yeah, well, it's like when uh, you know in in mid two thousand three or so when everyone was like, oh man, with uh, everyone reading uh, books on. Uh, Kindle and on your phone, like I guess that's the you know that's the end of books. Because like or like like we're not gonna who's gonna be you know like bookstores and blah 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 yeah bookstores went away, but uh, reading books didn't. Well, <laughs> the internet did not kill books. You know? No, like in fact, like reading books and, and, became and then the more internet does not. We, the internet's not killing movies either. <laughs> the internet's not killing movies exactly. Yeah, you know, like there's it's changing how this stuff gets out to you, um, but it's uh, but it's not killing the interest. And in fact, like it's much more like you can see in the in the publishing industry, like uh, things like uh, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey become popular because you buy that privately and you read it privately, even if you're on the train. Like you can read your soft porn and get a kick out of it on the train 
because you're not holding a big, uh, weird book with a naked guy in the front. <laughs> you know, like makes you feel strange. You know, so the privacy of it allows you to watch what you want to watch, do what you want to do, and it makes it more niche-worthy. And uh, if you share, have that with production costs actually going down and people's intensive uh, sort of nitpickiness about visual quality going down, um, that's only good for creativity. Everything gets cheaper and everything gets more specific for everybody. You know? Yeah. Because like I think, I don't think are- Netflix is Netflix is certainly not deterring creativity. If anything, it's enabling it much more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't, you know, people may complain about Netflix and what it's doing to Hollywood, but it's certainly not impacting creativity. It's allowing. Yeah, it for, puts it back in our it, hands. It, it, put it, it puts it back in our hands, and it basically it, Netflix is taking way more risks creatively than anyone ever did. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So and I don't like, care what Spielberg and, was saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did and like and even with uh, platforms that are aggress- aggressively against creatives like YouTube, where it's just like right. they try to demonetize you at every turn. It's like, crazy. People are still trying to make as much stuff as they possibly can. Like, like that's you, they're given a chance to have a voice creatively, and they're churning out an enormous amount of stuff. You know, like right. there's no, there's not there's not an end to movies or an end to any of this stuff. Uh, but all the middlemen are gone. You know, it's like I remember seeing an ad like last year or before for like Bank of America was like now Bank of America has a coffee shop in the front, and I was like, what? <laughs> like why would right. like who's going to have coffee at their bank yeah. why would you ever want to do that that's like you know, like I, I'd rather I, 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 I would want like you know I had to have a restaurant as part of a mortuary more than I want coffee at a bank uh, but they're so desperate and that's what people are suffering from right now you know, right. Like everyone's panicked about their jobs and the reason why is because they didn't have real jobs <laughs> it turns out no. that all those middlemen didn't do anything Right. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird time. Yeah, man. But that's what's exciting about seeing something like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is made with that same mindset. You know, it's like. But I'm like, going to go. I'm going to go back to the horror film, and this is related to this, Dan. Uh, there was a time when, when Netflix was happening. You know, Netflix has these licenses; they can only show things for as long as their license works, et cetera, et cetera. All of their horror films seem to expire in September. Uh, yes, of course. Right? So <laughs> That's they have weird. a bunch of really good horror films <laughs> on Netflix. And then when you want to watch them in October, they all expire. And right. so you have to rent those all. So that those basically – because most of the horror films, for rental purposes, they make all their money in September or in yeah. October. In October. So, yeah. You're like, you can, you, suddenly you have to rent The Shining come you know, uh, October 1st. Right. Yeah, it's totally true. Totally true. So – that's, yeah, I don't know how that fits in our argument. Yeah, but yeah, like I think that I understand them using that model. It makes sense, you know. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, that's yeah, that's just business. If I had a horror film, I did not want it on Netflix in October. Yeah, exactly. I, make, I would like to make money <laughs> off of that movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. But I mean, I think that uh, for both the end user and for the filmmakers, uh, like the uh, the freedom that 
comes with this revolution is so big that everyone doesn't know what to do with it and is frightened of it. They're and filmmaker, filmmakers are frightened of it, you know, uh, and uh, like well, maybe they just question, don't understand it. That's all. Well, I think that it's like it's like when it all falls, it all falls in your lap, and like it's yours to do. That's weird. You have no more excuses, you know. Well, the other thing uh, I think is important. The other thing I think is important. Sorry, I'm just going back to horror films because this is what we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, I, I just didn't thought know I would that. think okay. about sure. it. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> people think of horror films and they're like they're they're infinitely rewatchable, right? Mm-hmm. Like just like now, we're rewatching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I would go, it's like, oh, you know, it's a really good film. Let's write one in. Oh, you know what? The 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 American version of The Ring is a really good film, or blah blah blah. And you'd rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it. So it has a lot of legs, these films, even though they're done cheaply and they don't necessarily have a big audience, you can watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it over and over and over again. No one is going and say, oh, you know what? That third X-Men movie, oh, that's such a good one. I'm going to go back and rewatch that one. I literally no one don't know what shit. it is. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know what it is. That's right. So, so, so no one cares about that. You watch it once in theater and you're done. Right. You know, maybe you've seen the Avengers a couple times on, right. on Disney, but it's not like something you're going to watch in 20 years. I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I don't know what it's going to be like in 20 years. But maybe – I don't know. The, you know what? Because the generation that watch it now, my kids, who knows what they're going to be in 20 years and they're going to go, sure. oh, man. Avengers. Yeah. Remember that? It was just before the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> when exactly. There were still movie theaters. Remember, they, they remember we saw it in a movie theater? Oh, man. Remember when for 10 straight years like, that's all gonna, we watched? Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Remember you used to go to a movie theater and watch movies? Like, that's a movie like theater, were, Grandma. You're remember, like you remember the banana splits. You know? It's like. <laughs> That's really, it's, I, I really hate those films. And it's like, it's like Towering Inferno meets Banana Splits. We're not going to remember oh, man. it. And I know. Tell me you wouldn't watch Towering Inferno meets Banana Splits. That's a lie. Oh, my God. Um, but you know, here's another interesting point that I was reading. Um, and uh, they were talking about theaters, uh, Broadway theaters aren't going to open up until May. Right. That's like Broadway cr- theaters. Yeah. Right. Crushing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, the live arts crush it. So maybe Twitch will fill that. I don't know, but the point is, well, I, exactly. I mean, the, why not? Why not do this? Why not do this using virtual production? There yeah. is so much stuff that people could be doing. Together. Oh, want to do a promo uh, for for something, even though it's not out yet, but it's going to be out. And our good friend Sally Slade, friend of the podcast and guest yeah, yeah. on the podcast, who yeah. um, wonderful and very bright person, who we've mentioned several times. Um, the uh, she is going to do a Twitch where it's going to be about them watching something together, right? Oh, great, yep. But she, because it's Sally Slade, it's going to be a cartoon, 2D cartoon version of her <laughs> and her friend, and they are going to use AR Kit to uh, uh, drive their animations oh, as they're amazing. talking that's over the crazy. thing. Yeah, so it's going great. to be Beavis and Butthead with. Two two women uh, instead. Oh, beautiful! Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Yep. We lost Dan. How did so we lose Dan? I don't know. Do, do, do. Sorry about the that, guys. Okay, sorry. There was a bunch of comments. I'm going to get to these. As someone who worked in, uh, in a theater as a part-time job for a few years, all movie theaters can burn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, especially the the big music music change. Oh, you're back. I am back. Sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. Okay, you're uh, back, yeah. and we're still still working. Still flowing. 
Nope. Yeah, we're still streaming and okay. we're still recording. All right. Good. This is going to be a bitch to put together as a podcast, but oh no, not as bad as. And I still managed to do it on the other one. What was the one we did? Oh, oh close encounters. That was brutal. Brutal. Uh, like I was, I was, I was typing in from the side. That was the best I could do. Yeah, uh, sometimes the streaming don't work so well. Uh, Danger Island on the, on Banana Splints was directed by Richard, Richard Donner. Donner. Yes, that's true. Dick Donner. Little well, Dickie Donner. Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh, Chongo. Uh, <laughs> Flaming uh, uh, Banana Dones by John Waters. No, now Dan is labeled Eric and vice versa. That's what happened from oh, being disconnected. Yeah, nice. Oh, we've, we've, flipped, right. we've flipped you guys. There we go. Uh, well, that's, you know what? Shift you guys up. are just going to have to live with that because uh, of how this happened. Roll the dice. No problem. I love it. I uh, can change it, but I'm no, too no, lazy. No. Let's not, yeah, let's not get crazy. <laughs> are you guys okay with uh, Dan being labeled as Eric and everything? Dan, you're all right with that? Dave, you're okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to be all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, yeah. No, I think that uh, that's... You should like, see, like, even though this looks kind of like, you know, cool and legit based on the great graphics that Eric does, it's totally janky the way I'm doing this. It's janky supreme. I, saw, I know this is set up. <laughs> this is, that's like, that's a hustle boy putting that thing together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like barely functional, uh, uh, kit-bashed early 2000s webpage technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. amazing that it works. It I'm looks great. Looking, that's pretty cool. Great. I'm looking at this. I'm like, uh, oh, it only it, it only if it means Dan does the drawing and Eric <laughs> grows a beard. Okay, yeah, fair trade. We can do that. I'll stop yeah. drawing. I'll stop drawing. No, don't stop drawing. We love this. <laughs> that's the, how I uh, What's the ASMR of you stuff. actually hearing your pencil going? <laughs> it matches with the ASMR of my beard going through the microphone like that. It's mm-hmm. nice. Or my, camp. my, my uh, whiskey ice. <laughs> I think that we can do oh, an entirely separate podcast where it's just MG ASMR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's scruffling pencils and whiskey. That's, yeah. uh, that's what the tagline we want. But yeah, that the, whiskey uh, sounds like uh, when you shake it. Mm-hmm. Like this? Chris Here. with the ice. It just sounds that's like an interview lovely. with Keith Richards. Always like, <laughs> <laughs> where like the st- old rock footage, you can just hear just the whiskey going. Ching, do you remember? Ching. Do you remember when we did uh, what was it? Uh, 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 was it Don't Look Now? No. Uh, what was the 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 uh, Wake and Fright? We Wake did Wake and, and Fright. Yes. And we listened to uh, uh, what's his name's uh, grandfather. Um, oh yeah, God. yeah, yes. Uh, and we listened to the video. It was an audio interview about him, and it was like you could hear. Oh, yes. this. Oh, okay. yeah, and, then, and then, and then, between every answer, you hear. <laughs> like he was just Big basically draw. like chain smoking and drinking whiskey the whole time. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Joe Joe Farrell. Joe Farrell. Joe Farrell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think so. Joe is in Australia. I believe that's true. Which is a is. very safe place to be. That's my, it's certainly better. He lives there now. Uh, he's there with he's his working, yeah. family there. Yeah. there. yeah, yeah. He had some uh, people should uh, check out that podcast. It was a great one, and uh, he tells some great stories about living oh, yeah. living out there. And he was living were... in L.A. I thought Joe was a great uh, yeah was a great guest. Yeah, that was, was great. Yeah. Uh, we I would like to have Joe back on to talk about Dune, and uh, like we just got oh. into how much he loves David Lynch's Dune. Um, uh, when Joe uh, Farrell, yeah, Joe Farrell, and uh, it would be great to talk with him about that. Lou especially Pecora with the new wants to be on the podcast. That's exciting. I love Lou. 
Yes. Yes. So somehow we're going to have to create a version of this, Eric, where uh, we have four. Mm -hmm. And then what? Maybe what we can do is we can have can four quadrants, and then the what's what's on our bottom uh, no, right put now. We put that in the center. Put in the center. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Tonight's show, right? I think it's a good idea. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> just want to throw in there, Dave, uh, 3D guy, says in the director's commentary of the thing, you can hear Carpenter and Russell opening many beers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I agree, hilarious. <laughs> like, uh -huh. they get pretty saucy by the end, too, if I remember correctly. That is mm -hmm. absolutely hysterical. Yeah, that's uh, that's the it's way like I like the, the commentaries. The, the early days of Martini Giant, when it was part of, more, uh, just you and I for a couple hours. Yeah, just was... drinking it up and chit chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I think that's the that's uh, that's what we should do for the uh, the movie watching version of this. As we return to those days, I think that uh, uh, that Jason is correct. Like we probably shouldn't choose very serious movies and emotionally fulfilling films to joke. For like, what? For oh, the for, wa for for watching for a movie our watch parties and, for our watch parties. Like, I'm dreading the technology that I have to, because I'm barely holding this together. <laughs> I think that's what's bothering me that's more it. than actually the commentary okay. problem. It's, it's like, how am I going to do this? Because I, I can, I think I can do it. I right. just won't be able to watch the movie. So then I'll feel like I'm left out. Like I well, can't if, do all of it. Right. If we you know if we have it um, playing on the TV behind your head off of the Twitch stream, can we do that? But then, <laughs> Does that still work? <laughs> but like, I almost need to have like two headphones or two earplugs with one is the movie playing in one ear and then the other one is like us like i can't right. i don't know if i can do it that right. stream obs i sent you chris Could that's you probably that? what i need to look at i'm gonna look Could at you that look at what i sent the more you. complex no of course i didn't because i got too much to do no but i, I know it's you, eric here's the thing you always send walk on you, water baby doll i, I you, i'm helping you out <laughs> baby doll baby doll i love you but listen here's the thing you always send you send about two or three links a day i'm like uh and then I save them Beyond for my like, link limit. <laughs> I, I, and I save them for like a week and I'm like, okay, well, let's go through all of Eric's links. And every single one, and I'm not actually kidding you, every single one has at least between a 50 and 100% value to me. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, I mean, the the very like, few of them. Very few of them are the not worth are my attention. Yeah, like yeah. the links that are extended are not only very interesting; they're also very rich and beefy and take time to consume. Right. Uh, it's not like the cat videos that I send. <laughs> like it's it's real stuff. So yeah, there's sometimes right. a backlog because there's so much. Uh, Did you, you you guys checked out that thing I sent you about the, the creating the people? The no, that's creating my backlog. People. Oh yeah. oh 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 yes. No, I saw that one. The example like perfect like uh, yeah you need a crowd of people done uh rathy yes you highly recommend obs and uh, we were actually looking we were originally going to do this with obs but it got kind of complicated for certain things and i could probably recreate this in obs uh we're using uh twitch's uh uh, uh app called twitch studio beta or, or twitch studio it's the beta version obviously uh and it's doing pretty well and I was am able to get this to work. Uh, but it's, it's getting the audio to work. That's been the challenge. Right. I need their audio. The, 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 because what I want really, um, if you guys really want to technical things, what I want is I want to be able to record this on squad cast at the same time. So really what I'm doing is this is a squad cast thing that I'm now capturing the squad cast and turning that into a Twitch. 
and it's kind of yes and that's why the video is choppy and why everything because i'm doing a stream of a stream of a stream and that's why it's looking the way it is the audio still is coming out okay though so that's the thing i'm trying to make sure the audio is fine so yeah uh, but when we do the streaming and what we tested dave and and Rathi, what we were doing the testing is the, the 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 cool thing about the watch party is that that is being streamed by everyone individually. So that doesn't become part of this stream. We're just on a side note to it. So when you're watching Inception, it looks as good as any video Prime or Prime uh, Amazon Prime you've ever seen. Right. So it'll look just as good. Yeah, we're uh, just postage stamp up in the corner while it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's how it how it works. Right. Uh, but yeah. it's uh, it is uh, it's definitely pushing the. The, uh, the boundaries of uh, the juggling that uh, Chris needs to do. And I don't even so. know if I need to go this far. Maybe there's a better way for me to do this, but I really want to, as our listeners still, there's a lot of listeners that still listen to us in audio format. I, I want to get good quality audio. And the only way I know I can get better quality audio is using something like Squadcast because what that allows me to do is that I can record Eric's audio independent of, you know, as an individual channel. So I can get Eric's and Dan's, uh, right. It's all printed together and you can't, and then, and then I can bring it all in and put it into a proper audio editing software and et cetera, et cetera. Zoom has watch party functionalities, but again, it doesn't allow me to record each audio separately. So I, that's why Squadcast is what I'm using to do that. Yeah. but there's uh, there there's uh, I'm sure that there's some solution out there, but it's just going to take some time to yeah to, to suss out. So and maybe we'll, there's we'll some of the software that Eric has suggested to us already right. uh, that I can uh, take advantage of. That's like okay, well that's how I can you know steal the audio channel from A and from B and from whatever. Right. So we'll get there. We'll get there. This oh, is the first time. Through, now, right? Oh, now Eric's. Now Eric's, now I'm half and half. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, this is terrifying. Now Eric drops. <laughs> One channel is all beard, and the other hand, channel is all yeah, hair. Yeah, Eric drops. <laughs> oh no. Okay. This all, is right. Good. all right. All right. Hopefully First time, Eric everybody. Can... <laughs> yeah. Well, you're experiencing this. Yeah. For the as I was looking oh. at him, he looked at he looked like he was like staring at us, and it's like, is he staring at us or is he frozen? And yeah, like, he's looking I very placid. He's... Yeah, and then yeah. Oh, Lake Placid. We should talk about that. Oh, Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, this uh, maybe this will cause the yeah yeah the, the angels switch, switch back. back. Well, this yeah, it's is true. It. It's a it's a bug, not a yeah. The bottom half is bug. your T-shirt, so you should you should frame yourself. <laughs> that's, so the that's bottom right. half. So, <laughs> this here is the uh, it's all heat. It's heat and beard. Heat and beard. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all there. Pacino and a ketchup bottle. Uh, for the people that are only listening, uh, just to explain, uh, we've lost uh, feed from Eric. Uh, from Squadcast, so now uh, the two things on Twitch that uh, we usually held me and Eric's faces are just my chest and beard and the top of my head. <laughs> it's a horror. They were right. it's a Halloween episode, so it's horrifying. It makes sense, but uh, we're just waiting on him to return right now. <laughs> yeah, I think he did, Rathdy. Eric went to go see, uh, go go get the whiskey and cigars. I think that's it. Yeah, and we'll reenact the uh, Joe Farrell's dad's podcast. Um, we just got a new follower Mark Gibbolt Mark I think Mark Uh, and uh, if you're following the reason our our, uh, everything looks a little janky is that Eric has dropped his internet connection so we're trying to get him to go. oh got another follower 
Look at this. Hmm. Word's getting out. What's very excited. On? All right. Pas, uh, Pastra Mimarina. Pastra, how you doing? Welcome. Chat away. Please join. Uh, give us your feelings on split screen comedy routine. Oh it yes, is. you can do. You can do. You if you put your head on top and then you can act on the bottom like this. Yeah. That, here. Okay. I'm trying to. Hey, there. I'm. I'll do it like this. There. We go. there. This. This looks a little bit better. I mean, it's a little bit more intense. I'm uh, right up in there. Well, this yeah. is your top of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> That's a good look. <laughs> so when I was my 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 very close friend uh, in in architecture school, uh, Keith and I, uh, we used to go to. Uh, if anyone's ever gone lived in Houston or, or been around Houston, there was a a, a diner there that was a, they had a couple locations, but it was called House of Pies. Oh yes, and House of Pies. You'd sit in a booth, and uh, you they had a little divider for you for the booth next to you right so you could sort of see over to the next booth and all you would see was the top of people's heads right mm -hmm. and then but the 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 divider was actually a mirror so you'd see the mirror of you so if two people were sitting you would see your reflection of your lower part of your bodies and their <laughs> heads <laughs> that's amazing that's so what amazing. keith and i would do is while they're talking, we would interpret what they're saying and gesture it with our hands. And then, <laughs> oh, that's nice. and then so we would good. just look at each other. It was like we were puppeteering them. We're like, yeah. oh. Exquisite we just, yes. Yeah, and it was just like all of our hands were like sort of like doing this like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And we're like, oh, <laughs> holding our hand. And they're like, the, the waitress would come by and like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And <laughs> eventually, as he saw it, because you could actually, we would actually position ourselves in our seat so that our, our, our in depth, everything would be lined up. And then right. when she saw what we were doing, she's like, oh my God, you guys are like idiots, which we were. So. Here we go. I'm going to solve this problem right here. And I can, I can solve it. But here we go. I'm hoping Eric can no. rejoin. I'm going to hold this like this. There. <laughs> There's Eric. Stand in for the moment. He's not the only one who can Oh, oh, that. oh right. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I see. I see. I see. I see what, what Jason's saying. Okay. So you stay there. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So this is the, uh, this is the exquisite corpse episode. Okay, uh, hold Martini on. Jen. I gotta got get my chair out of the way. Hold on. I got this. No, 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 no. Lower your head. Lower your, <laughs> lower your head. So it's the top. Okay, there you go. Line there up. you go. Uh, a little lower. A little lower. And I'm, I'm dealing with lag. So we have okay. to get very slowly, oh, get oh, into position. Go. Ah. Ooh. Yeah. There it and is. You say, you say, oh, that's good. I lower it back a little. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Martini chair. <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> okay, for the audio listeners, we have divided Chris's top of his head with my lower face. And now uh, we are losing uh, subscribers by the second. We are losing subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. All right. Uh, oh, Eric's back. <laughs> Eric is back. There we are. Uh, just Hello. in time, Eric. Technical problem solved. You, you and our names are back. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not bad people good coverage hey, uh, I'm sure did you guys was that okay sorry I have my audio yeah there we that go. was good alright thanks for putting up with that everybody yay yes <laughs> there it is thanks Hello. Jason for coordinating that much <laughs> 
that's uh, that's some good uh, that's some good uh, holdover because right because you were gone, Eric. Uh, Dan's image was split between your your side and his side, and so we coordinated a part where uh, Dan's lower half of his face was on the lower part of the screen, and my <laughs> half of my face is on the top. And it's a, to, it may not be our proudest, Frankenstein but ourselves. It's easily the most screen captureable woman. <laughs> <laughs> I sent Dan a screenshot to share. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> lovely, lovely, mm-hmm. lovely. Anyhow, all right, everybody. Uh, so yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> hey, we've been streaming for almost uh, well two hours and forty one yeah, minutes. Not bad, almost three hours. Pretty, pretty decent. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was pleased to return this movie. It's uh, a favorite of my uh, eldest son's, and uh, I got to watch it again recently can you hear me? before this. Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us, uh, I Eric? Can hear you? Yes. Okay. Very nice. Are you okay? Your your volume is a little low, or something's going on. How is it now? It's still the now. Same. Now, a little better, a little better. <laughs> Inaugural. How's that? Oh, that's good. Perfect. Good. That's perfect. Um, so a couple of things we, we need to, if I've been, you know, looking at this whole thing with, uh, uh, streaming and, and, and Twitch and everything, if we start doing this, which I think we could do we have to be actually much more rigorous about when we record because yes. then we have to get people now it's like okay tune in yep. this time it'll be on and then people need to come on because if it's just like the podcast episodes we make them come out every two weeks but uh we if we're doing it live we have to be sort of dedicated to that and we have to really think about what we're doing by the way we don't have enough in the bank so we really need to record a lot more episodes um uh, why don't we do another one from that seventies? Oh man, I could, I could do anything from the seventies. That's easy. And it's just, another horror it, film? Yeah, but we just do it. Uh, not Twitch. We just, in order to get a couple in the in the, in the bank, we just blast through a couple um, criterions just as backups. Yeah, Eric, can you make sure that you're actually recording through your microphone on can, on Squadcast? It says that I'm recording. Yeah, I know you're recording, but click on your name on the little gear next to your name. Does it tell you what your input is? Mm-hmm. Does it tell you it's through the microphone? Uh, yeah, the def- uh, USB PM audio, yeah. Okay, and then you're – okay. And then it says, do I want to learn more about microphones? No. Let's good. do that. Let's do a whole podcast about that. Learning about microphones. Sorry, I, get, I, I interrupt you. Guys, it, we're just learning this. Once we get it smoother, it's going to be better. It's going to be great. It's going to be better. It has to be bad in order to get better. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's perfect. What would we do? Yeah. Of course. I'm going to do Literally. another screen grab. There's maybe things we could change about the interface, too, for the uh, Twitch. Yeah. Um, uh, Rafty is suggesting Barry Lyndon, which I always say is to Ooh. I am a huge Barry Lennon fan and says the most terrifying film I've ever seen. <laughs> Excellent. Right? Yes. I would uh, have a lot to say about that one. Yeah. Uh, Barry yeah. Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. And then, and then he's got, okay, well we, yeah, we can always take suggestions about films. Barry Lyndon is good. Um, you know what we've been doing uh, more recently is, is taking the, uh, a pairing, Strange when pairings. we come up with cool pairings, yeah. 
I yeah. love those. Yeah. Uh, and we did a good job. I really love it. do Barry Lyndon and Paper Moon? Oh, yeah. That's the Ryan O'Neill double feature right there. Two great Ryan O'Neill films. Absolutely. I'm a big okay. fan. Both of it's uh, Bogdanovich's Paper Moon and uh, Lyndon. Yeah, I'm down for that, obviously. Those, those, those are the two movies that use him the best, without a doubt. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, it would do a lot to overcome his uh, – he is – he is uh, meme famous uh, for the what was it? I want to say Gord Vidal directed movie. I can't remember who directed it. Um, but uh, where that it's the, or the Duelist? The, oh, the Rafi. Duelist. Yes, yeah, Scott's the Duelist. Great film. Great, great film. That would be, that would be a great pairing with uh, Lennon for sure. Um, and oh, did you know that um, Scott is doing? He's directing a. Um, it sounds really Duelist ish, and it's got I think Matt Damon and. Uh, uh, what's his name from the Star Wars movies and Marriage Story? Uh, 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 Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Who? No. No, Marriage Story. Um, oh, I knew what you're saying. Yes. The uh, giant guy. oaf guy. Yeah. Great actor. Excellent actor. Former Marine. Yeah. Something with an S. Someone will help uh, us out on this. S. Yeah. Who Who was it? Who's, <laughs> come on, guys. Oh, this is I nice. Can... We have an audience that can help us. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> with our stupid brains. Who played Kylo Ren? Who, yeah, who played Kylo? Star Wars movies. <laughs> Star Wars of the Marriage it's embarrassing. Story. embarrassing. We are all Come over, on. We are all over 40, and we can't remember things. That's how Come this on. works. Now we're, now we're seeing how much... Yeah. Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. They're, they're making... Uh, it's got uh, Adam Driver and uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon, and uh, it is a duelist-like movie. So it's uh, he's, he's going back for all the hits now. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. That dude just keeps on keeps on going. It's amazing. Uh, I also want to take a moment to recommend uh, for everyone who hates Prometheus and or Covenant. Yep, I really, me. really, really <laughs> recommend uh, uh, watching the um, the edit of the two of those movies together into a single movie intercut. Um, uh, that uh, uh, I think it's Job Willems did uh, that he calls Paradise. It by itself is the only movie you need to see. It is absolutely terrific. Like I couldn't even believe it. Like all of the dumb stuff from Prometheus is gone, and it intercuts all the great stuff um, from both movies. So it creates a single story about the robot guy that Fassbender plays, and suddenly the movie makes sense and has an emotional arc. And it's incredible. Like all of the bad stuff is gone, and all the good stuff is reinforced. I really, I really recommend looking this thing up. It's um, uh, it's downloadable from his site for I'm not sure how long before Fox steps in and says, "Please stop showing that thing." But it is really, yeah, it's a fan edit, and it's and it's the best fan edit of anything I've ever seen. What's it, what's it? Uh, what's his site? Uh, it's Job Willens, J O B W I L L. Ins ens and um, and uh, and the thing is called um, uh, 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 paradise, and it's a really brilliant uh, uh, intercut that that for all intents and purposes felt, feels like it was supposed to play like this. Mm. You know, it's shocking, shockingly good, and because uh, I was I was more of like I was more of a fan of, of Covenant than I was of Prometheus. Um, but uh, Prometheus is just like beautiful to look at, but has so many jerky, hateful characters that do dumb stuff that it was hard to hard to take. This all that stuff is taken care of. It's really brilliant. 
dice. So it's nice to see uh, Ridley Scott uh, back on track, but uh, I hope that Job Willens is always out there to fix things if need be. <laughs> I believe that Job, yeah. may, I think Job may uh, may follow us. So if he's listening to this, hello, Job Willens. Nice. That's really great stuff. Or Job. I mean, maybe I'm saying wrong. I'm not sure if that was the nickname. Job? And I, I, Job I, want was. To, I want to see the Brandon Cronenberg film. Oh, yeah. That is a knockout. Talk about a great horror movie. Uh, yeah, Possessor, uh, which I had the pleasure of seeing through certain means. <laughs> uh, when Possessor is available, see Possessor. The, David Cronenberg's kid made a real David Cronenberg movie. That kid has got talent. He's yeah, got I want to Moxie. See it so bad. He's got Moxie. I want to see it. I really do. Oh, uh, Dave um, 3D just put the link. Joe, Joe Willens, uh, Paradise. There you go. Oh, we got beard Thank problems. You. That's what's going on. We got beard problems. Nobody has beard problems. There we go. Yeah, I was like, what that. is that? Oh, by the way, guys. I What's that brushing of, of sticks? <laughs> I sent you the, the uh, on a side note, I sent that thing for the um, graphics. Because we got a Kira coming up, so let's try oh, to get yeah. those. Yeah, I'll get those right. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so th- those don't people don't know. Uh, uh, that's a re- uh, episode that has not come out. It'll be out on Wednesday. Uh, it's our anime episode, and we did Akira uh, and uh, 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 I keep blanking. Promise Neverland. No, no, no. What's it called? Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland, which was uh, my daughter, who is a guest on the episode, wanted to talk about that. Um, and uh, it was a pretty fun episode, actually. I really dig it. I really dig it. That was very fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. that. And, so, uh, uh, yeah, Promise Neverland was a good anime. I enjoyed that quite a bit as well. Yeah. It was really fun. There's a lot of great anime. That's where it's like, you know, you like that? Here's a thousand more anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you into anime forever? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. It's Promise like Neverland you... is whack, but good. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely agreed. Yeah, definitely agreed. Yeah, yeah, it was like, and the more whack it got, the more into it I was. I'll definitely yeah. say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they, they, they caught me on the whackness. Yeah, for it sure, it was good. It was for good because sure. it seems like, oh, this is going to be sappy. Nope. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that, that movie definitely hits you with a brick about ten minutes in. And, uh, yeah. yeah, makes everything better. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, Rafti says you should check out some of uh, Satoshi Kon, Perfect Blue and Paprika. Yeah, I'm a huge Paprika fan. Yeah, that okay. is a great one. And Perfect Blue is is also very very beautiful. Like he's yeah. one of the most uh, absolutely insanely creative. Uh, or was once one of the most creative uh, uh, anime uh, uh, filmmakers out there. And right. Paprika is like it's it's super matrixy and uh, you know questions about what is real, but the Imagery is unbelievable. Absolutely, he says. Yeah. Especially, oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, spe- about paprika, especially because I feel uh, like the in- uh, Inception is more of a ripoff uh, of it than Dreamscape. <laughs> right, it's, it's true. Oh. I agree. I still love Inception. I'm a big Inception fan, but you are absolutely on the money for that for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, TBH, I was kind of disappointed. Nobody mentioned that your uh, uh, that in your Inception episode. I got uh, lost in Leo's eyes, dude. What are you gonna yeah. do? Can't bring up everything. <laughs> I got lost in Leo's eyes. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, that's how it works. Okay, so uh, 
a couple things I want to make sure we cover here uh, for 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 our listeners and our faithful our faithful seven <laughs> watchers on yeah, no doubt. on yeah, on, on our Hardcore. on our channels right now. Much appreciated. Listen, we would like to continue to do this. We would like to be able to figure out when we we do it and find a good time for us to to make that happen. If there is a time that works for you guys, uh, we would love to hear it. So remember. All of you guys, follow us on Twitter. That's actually probably our, one of your best areas. And give us suggestions on, yes, I want to schedule. This would be a good time to have it every week, every other week, or whatever. It probably would be good to figure out when we record these or not record these. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, it has to work within our lifestyles, um, our, our lives, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we have to make that work as well. Um, and Eric right now is on the East Coast. You, uh, and Dan and I are on the West Coast, so we have to be uh, considerate. Yeah, don't worry of Eric's about time. me. Nah, it's okay. I can I can do any time. And I am always in this room. I it's just okay. Turn so the Dave off likes Saturdays, over. and I think it's okay for me to do Saturdays as well. But you know, I still also would like to do you know a, a dinner with my family and stuff like that. So all of that has to happen. So yeah, give us give us give us ideas. Uh, go us on on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. If you guys can help and promote this Twitch channel, uh, that would also be cool because then we can get more people and get more input and everything else. Uh, I'm going to continue to make sure that this happens as a audio podcast as well. So that's still my goal. I want to make that's that I know how to do. <laughs> Twitch yep. is still new to me, so I want to make sure that's happening too. But it's uh, uh, it's been very exciting uh, interacting with you guys and uh, and uh, uh, hearing comments from the Twitch stream and being able to like talk directly to you. So uh, thanks yeah. for uh, helping us great, put this it? together. It's super exciting. There's so many times we're like, what was that? Yeah, yeah I know. Like now we have like actual personal Alexas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, thank God. And that's the way we like to think of our fans. <laughs> that's so mean, Chris. It's true. That's nice. Martini Giant. Yeah, but just so you guys know. When I can't lean forward and Google Adam Driver myself, I'm glad that Dave is there for us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, on terms of the time, I can be very flexible, Chris. Don't worry about the time. Okay, that's all right. Because I'm up late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, Jason, he's in Arizona, so it's easy for him to be online whenever you are. Okay, great. I, I, I appreciate this. This is, uh, yeah. this is awesome. I actually really love the fact that we can directly interact with people this way. Yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, this is, this is great. Yep. This is great. Hope, and I hope. actually like it better than in some way, the Squadcast because. Squadcast. Sometimes there wasn't a video with Dan and the whole team, but here it's like it's a lot more like when we're in the studio. Yeah, it feels kind of classy, you know, kind of classy. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's Sinatra style, and that's what you got. And you know, <laughs> that's right. Come on, come I on. Can't do it. Like, yeah, say I just, I just do it so you do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I just prop there. Classy. Come on. Pastrami marinara. No, I'm not going to trim this down. I don't have time to edit, so I'm just going to collusion. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> we try and stay fun, but no, you know how it goes. Sometimes ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> so, sometimes people that listen to podcasts have to put up with 15 minutes of trying to line up my beard with the bottom of Chris's face. That's what podcasting is. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs>
<laughs> we and, we, we got a screen capture of that, so we have to put it up on Twitter so that it makes sense when we yes, talk about it. Yes, thank you, Monkey Man, for uh, sending that over. <laughs> yeah. It's very important. That's a, that a good moment. Good moment. Well, yeah. excellent, guys. I'm, I'm very happy with how that went, uh, and I'm super, super psyched with watching that movie again, uh, be able to talk about it. Uh, and uh, 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 we are um, we're coming up on three hours. Is that right? Is this the yep. third hour now? Wow. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Do you we guys want actually to wait? Because it says four minutes until we actually hit the three-hour mark, or do we want to just... Oh, I'll try also, four more minutes. Yeah. Do you want to also <laughs> offline or some of the time we talk about the next ones, so maybe we try to, you know, get a couple in the, in the can. Yeah. Um, maybe... At some point. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, the next one, well, I, uh, I want to do it this way the next way, the next time we do it. So we have to think about the schedule first and then make sure we are ready to see the next film at that schedule. And Saturdays seem to be okay. Good. Yep. Um, yeah. Saturdays? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the only other thing I can do is do it, you know, in the evening here, which will be later for you. It's okay. Eric. Either okay. or. Well, Saturday, anytime uh, Saturday's afternoon is usually. Let great. me talk about it with my so, family because in our house it's kind of complicated. Because sure. like I'd actually rather be at my desk, but my desk is kind of in a big living space right now. Right. Right. <laughs> and they would like, well, we want to watch Frasier, so yeah. Hey man, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. I think uh, scheduling your life, your life around Frasier is probably the best thing you can do in a pandemic. You're you're that's a healthy way of living. I gotta tell you. Since the pandemic has started, we have watched all of Frasier, like the whole eleven seasons. I think six times. Oh my god! Wow, that's a lot of grammar. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, that's more than so much so. Daily allowance so much so that Brady, who is learning guitar, and he, his guitar teacher is asking him what he wants to learn. Brady's learning the interstitial songs of Frasier. Like, oh, man. Dun, 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 dun. Like he's learning how to play that on the guitar. That that's, is what he wants to learn how to play. That's pretty thrilling. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Yeah. yeah. What, do, do you think that – how long does Frasier last for you in terms of like, what season – is there a Jump the Shark season for you? Is it all good? Ooh, that's actually an excellent question. It's an excellent question because you would think that when Niles and Daphne get together, it gets a little soap opera after right. when, when the Niles and Daphne. It's sudsy. But yeah. there are episodes in those seasons that are fabulous. Right. So I'm, you know, whatever. The acting and the writing is so good. Yeah. Across so the board. Yeah. Across the board. Right. Oh, what was the one of the best puns? I mean, this is a, a joke that for me is like a really good. I'm going to set it up the long way just so you guys can. Uh, 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 here it is. <laughs> uh, Frazier's son was going to come to visit him for Christmas, and he says, I got all the greatest gifts for him. And it says, arriving, it says, It's arriving in this box, and he's like, Oh, it's wonderful. And he goes, I got him a chemistry set, and this wonderful thing is called the living brain, where you got <laughs> to explore how a brain works, etc. It's going to be great. And he goes, Oh, well, maybe he'll be happy with the boxes, you know. <laughs> right. And then he opens the, the box, <laughs> and he goes, Oh no, this is a dollhouse and some other things like, uh, this is for Jennifer Crane from Kenny Bunkport. Oh no, they got the wrong thing. And he goes, you know what this means? And now says, yes, 
The cranes of Maine have got your living brain. <laughs> You've got your living brain. Oh, man. The you know they cranes, wrote that. They're like, we could take the day off. <laughs> the cranes of Maine have got your living cranes brain. Of Maine have got your living brain. Yeah, it's only Niles can they say. Drop, they yeah, drop those little lines like crazy. Though. And those true. are the ones that crack that's me true. up every time. And you've, but and what's you've, funny is Brady now has spotted flaws in the plots as he goes along. It's like, oh, well, he said this in this episode and this in this episode, right? And I said, you need to start a Twitter channel called Frasier Mistakes and yeah, just right. point those out like yep. constantly. Yeah. I think that's because like, world building in Frasier is, uh, is a little lacking. And right. I think I think we need to make sure that this is – where the fan base right. needs to come up with excuses as to why this is true. He has identified <laughs> shots – he identified shots in Frasier where the the boom camera drops down just slightly. <laughs> like, yeah, right there. There's a there's there's a mic drop. Right that's there. something you don't see in movies anymore. Uh, like I, that I really love is that because uh, yeah, because when things were projected, they would have uh, like they would over essentially overscan for the projector. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so right. like you will like in many like when you would misproject the movie, like you would definitely see that like. The, oh the, yeah, the, the, the boom, the boom in yeah. like all the time. So in the way, if it's down, it's in there for the entire reel for sure. I yeah. remember Saturday Night Fever, and in the reflection were the sound guys. Oh yeah, that happens in the mirror. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love that well, stuff. that's that's a big portion of uh, the income of this household is what does is boom kind of removal. Fixes that sh- that's fixes right. that or car reflections. That's another big one. Like yep. yeah. Oh, did oh we lost your picture, Dan. God oh, damn you're it. back. back. Uh, he says, "You guys taking requests? How about great director misfires like Michael Mann's The Keep or Scott's Legend? I love Legend, and I love The Keep. So yes, yes, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> that might be a winner right there. The Keep and Legend. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. I will talk about The Keep all goddamn. And I will talk long. about Legend. I will talk about Legend. Oh wow. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah, we do that for sure. Uh, I can the last I can unicorn to... on top, and then we're home free. I think that's no, good. the yeah, unicorn, that's nice. yeah, the colors. Was it Mia? Was it Mia Sarah? Mia yep. Sarah and Sarah. Uh, Tom Cruise. Yep. Yeah. Mia Sarah from Time. Cop. The color. The color. <laughs> the 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 shot of him coming out of the mirror. The hoof coming out. Uh, it's like oh, it's brilliant. Great. I've actually recreated that shot. Uh, in uh, it's amazing. The mirror shot is incredible. Uh, absolutely. And who plays? Uh, it's it's uh, uh, the 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 devil is played by the guy from Tim Curry. Uh, Clu- Tim Curry. Tim right? Curry. Yep. Nice. Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh, you have not lost my video. But I'm having some exposure problems in my phone. Yeah. There we go. You're it's either I'm in heaven or it's inky. Sorry about that. Did yeah. the keep get botched by the studio? Well, we can. I think this it sounds did. like we've got our next. Yeah. We I think we have our next episode. I have stories. Possibly. I have stories about that. I I love keep and uh, I and also there there's a keep documentary being made uh, that I contributed to on Kickstarter, and I recently discovered that they follow us. So hello, keep documentary makers. We will definitely do an episode on the keep. That would be extremely extremely. Okay, exciting. so the keep and legend, and then we also got to remember Barry Lyndon. I. We were a little bit. Uh, we I don't think we have it finalized what pairs with Barry Lyndon, but okay, yeah, we but will keep, do. Keep Barry. I do one. want to talk about Barry Lyndon though because that's a beautifully shot film. Obviously, I love that movie. My, that movie. Ooh, boy, I love it. Let's do it. So, I love it. All right, and we passed right. the three hour mark. Yay! Inauguration. Thank you Nicely so much, done. Twitch followers, and four people listening to this. Sorry for some of the technical issues. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> If you guys enjoyed this so far, let us know. Let us know. Uh, yeah, hit us up sure on if... um, Martini Giant's uh, Twitter, which is Martini Giant. Yeah, 
Yes, I believe. Martini uh, Giant. At, Mar- at Martini Giant. And uh, Instagram, which is uh, uh, Martini underscore Giant. You can yep. also reach us on the emails uh, at, at uh, um, podcast, podcast uh, at, at martinigiant.com. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, send us our, more. Our Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash martini giant. Martini giant. Yes. So uh, hit us up in any of those places. We are pretty interactive um, uh, social media wise, especially on Twitter. Um, and uh, give us your thoughts and ideas about what we should be doing next and uh, whether or not seeing my beard yeah. was way too much. <laughs> and then make sure to share us, share us with your friends and let us know, let people know about this, you know, and if you guys think it's cool, you know, or maybe it, you don't want to let people know about us and you want to keep this secret just like uh, 50, you know, uh, 50 Shades of Grey. 50 Shades just, of Grey. You can like, just listen to your, it quietly this is on your the 50 train. 50 Shades of Grey, like embarrassing, <laughs> exactly. embarrassing Twitch streams. <laughs> yeah, because like, this is actually based on a uh, Twilight podcast. Uh, just let's say it's the same crossover. <laughs> I also right. want to insist right here and right now that we do – I almost p- pitched it for the Halloween episode – that we must do a Twilight uh, Marathon podcast. No, no. Because it, if you guys have, have no. you seen this movie? No. Have you seen these movies? I refuse. You can do it. You, Find someone else. The, uh, this I'm is not, not like Titanic it. where it's secretly great. This is just, no. just what you're forgetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. See, see, thank <laughs> see, you. Thank you. Yeah, no. Monkey Man. Well, <laughs> I'll take you on a, no. I will take right. you on a journey through those movies that you will not regret. That's all I can tell I you. I don't know. I don't well, want that no. journey. Well, yeah. <laughs> You think that now, but wait till we get there. All right. So that is the episode today for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Thank you, everybody. That was totally excellent. And uh, uh, we'll try to make this a little more technically coherent next time. But this has been totally awesome. It was good. Good. I also never watched Titanic. Thank you. Oh, my God. Monkey Man. All right. Okay. You ready? We're going to do our sign off and then we're going to hit the end stream. Okay. Just for technical reasons, because we've never done this before. I'm going to hit the end stream. Uh, but uh, I'm going to end the stream but then you guys stay on uh, after I hit that okay, okay, okay ready? Do. drink talk drink, drink.